Blog Talk Radio. Kubrick is amazing, weed is amazing, you can do the healing, I'ma make it killing, ancient drug dealing, all through America, oh what a feeling, huh, line them up, jip them, stick them up and whip them, bring it back, selector, might not never see me, God is so clever, rise in the morning, nigga, fresh every weather, elemental gesture, I smoke purple in the rain, I shun away the pain, guilt disappeared, the killer will appear, dip a loosey little bro, you would never fear, repercussions, concussions, shooting up the functions, hate is just a slave, masters need you angry, listless and lazy, apathetic faggotry made these bitches lazy, until you really conscious, pro is tasty, lean with me baby, rest with me sweetie, she whispered in my ears, her flesh is really needy, feed me, feed me, KTL cereal, red pills, blue pills, arch degree decode skills, black dot, hip hop, Oba, Bobby, Valentine taught me everything, Delbit with a ray gun, I dare you to front son, and I'm a more, and I'm on tour, flying through the waters, nigga, where the fuck is y'all, you can ask whores, Fat God scores, 9pm Central, go feed your mental, Tuesdays and Fridays, the God make you special, the God make you special, yeah, 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 half the kids don't like you, shit that shot you, kiss don't kiss you, style speed on you, touch me and die, nigga, put you in pie, <laughs> Yeah, 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 KTL nigga, Tuesdays and Fridays, 9 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Central, yeah, ha, yeah, get it, Red House nigga, Red House in this motherfucker, shout out to everybody that's motherfucker, super intelligent nigga.
The turn of the superhead rules in this age of water bearing. We in the matrix, auto staring. Hydroplaning down the information highway. Hanging out the window, shooting at the agent's highway. 9 p.m. Tuesday to Friday. It's Tuesday. If you coming at it sideways, you can say that in my way. Yep. The good doctor Sinatra. I'm Bojangle, the fallen angel. The church is Satan. What we gonna see? The church debating. The earth's awaiting. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, the earth is shaking. We burn the nation. We percolating. We easy to swallow. Yep. The information is hard as hell. The pills is in circulation. The personations hard to tell. The smirks is hating. Somebody go run tell. Gargamel! Help! Gargamel! Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. I bring my life to the table. I bring my wife to the table. I bring health, wealth, knowledge, yourself to the table. I bring no to less TV to the table. Conscious table. I bring no to less radio to the table. Conscious radio. Conscious Wikipedia. I bring DVDs, books, no to less media to the table. Killing fables. I'm to the families of the royals. I bring King County to the table. Restoring royalty. The melanated Clark Gable. Soldier culture to the tables. The superhead rules to the tables. I bring seven heaven sea balls to the tables. Sable water to the tables. Red and blue, the big daddy canes. Ready, willing, and able to walk you through my stables. Full link stables. Back from the future like Bishop in cables. To introduce the freshmen to the X-Men. And all of their candy excellence. No question, class is in session. Report to the chat room, pin and pat a hand. You wanna be there early and beat the caravan. People storm in the gate to get a plate. Them lines packed like the happy land. Either open up with the latest cuts or them rat tools. They're bumped by the latest trucks. From 9 to 11, we do it in the dark. Like we used to do it in the park for the most part. From the very second that the show starts. You witness and compose off, think Mozart, huh? The love received so far has been so hard. There's a few dudes to run, but they medulas they sharp. Man, they so soft. Don't be thrown off any Zolar. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns? Press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are. Peace, peace, family, peace to you and yours, peace to you and yours. This is Know the Ledge Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed, this is your host, Brother Boo, reporting live and direct to you, family. What's good? We are back in the building. Very soon we will be joined by an ensemble of co-hosts, Brother Katie, the Arts Degree, alongside the Red Pill. Tonight, of course, we're going to breeze through a preview of what we have in store. 
for our lecture series this coming weekend. I got a lecture on Friday. Greg got one on Saturday. KT got one on Saturday and Sunday in New York. So we're just going to be touching on some of those topics, give the family an inkling, you know what I'm saying, or some insight into what it is that we've been cooking up, what we're going to be bringing to the family. But then we want to hear from you. We're going to be opening up the lines, getting into some of this dialogue. I've been getting a lot of emails from the family saying they want to chop it up, things on their mind. They got questions that they want to ask and things of that nature, things they also want to bring to the table. You feel me? Some people are new to the format and the platform. They got questions that they need to ask for clarity purposes. They need some insight. So for you, we've specially prepared, you know what I'm saying, a nice uh, program, you know what I mean, to get y'all involved. So just give me a second. I'm going to see if Red is on the phone yet. All right. Give me one second, y'all. All right. Let's go to caller from the three four seven. Peace. Peace, 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 peace. Family, peace. You and yours. Offering another like radio. Your brother went there before. Live and direct. Yes, indeed. For the red is in the building. Let's do this all at once. Let me go to the 404-492. For Voltron, peace. Peace, peace. <clears throat> What's the deal, fellas? What are you doing, my bro? What's going on? What's goody? What's goody? How are you? Man, I'm well, man. Um, even though it's about to switch it, it's gonna switch back up right now. We go, we dealing with sixty degree weather down here, so I ain't mad at all. Huh? Sixty degrees. Sixty degrees, baby. Yeah, but it's it's gonna snow the day after tomorrow, which don't make much sense to me. But <laughs> it's sixty right now. That's all that matters. Okay. It'll be twenty four out here tonight. Twenty four. Oh yeah, it's a different world. Huh? Y'all got that Jack Bauer. <laughs> Jack Bauer. That's that Jack Bauer right there. <laughs> Get that Seattle yeah. Seahawks. Yeah. Alone. Taking so no prisoners, B. You know, yeah. If you don't feel that cold, yeah. you won't appreciate that heat when it comes. That's right. Oh, yeah. It definitely keeps you on your toes. You know what I'm saying? It definitely... It puts the, the spring and the summer and all of those good things in perspective, comfortability, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, it keeps you on the move, man. It, it's a reminder. It's a constant reminder that that hawk is yeah. always in pursuit. So, always. yeah, with that with that being said, you know what I mean? I, I've learned to appreciate it. You know what I mean? I've, I've I've just learned to appreciate it. There's, if you're here, you got to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's why you're 98.6. Imagine if you was cold-blooded. Imagine. I know, right? You got to worry about your blood freezing. You know what I mean? 
and studying and, and just tightening things up, you know, voyaging through the body, having my visualizations, you know, that's mainly where I've been at with it. <clears throat> and it was, uh, you know, it was foggy. We had the foggy, cold, wet weather for almost a month. Um, and then just out of nowhere, that thing just broke. And the sun came out, and then it busted 58, and then we was doing the 60s. Okay. Yeah, but uh, just just putting everything together, man. Actually, I just got done doing a uh, a show with Brother Rich, so everybody look out for that. That's about to be posted up. Um, did a little sneak preview with him, and I'm gonna be on Sinetta uh, TV on Friday. Okay. Okay, you on your campaign? You know what I'm saying? We definitely have some radio. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty. Alrighty then. That's what's up, though. That's a good luck. Hey man, I'm trying well, I'm trying to campaign. Trying to keep up with the red and blue. Don't don't nah, you're not trying nothing. <laughs> nah, you ain't trying to Don't, take don't put yourself man. in the try box yet. Trying to keep up. Hold on. You know, we uh we have some radio coming up as well. Some engagements that I think that uh, is worth mentioning at this particular time, putting it on the record. All right, this is for my family that's out there in Massachusetts in the Boston area. Um, we have the Music and More show tomorrow, which is Wednesday, January 21st at 9 p.m. Okay. And um, I believe that this is. Huh? I said that's not terrestrial, that's global. And that's blog talk. Yeah, this blog talk. My bad. Yeah, this ain't terrestrial. This is not regional. This is global. So this is gonna be on Blog Talk Radio at the American Muslim three sixty show. All right, mm. you can listen at four six seven one six forty four seventy eight. Let me say that again. Six four six Seven one six. Ah. Forty four seventy eight. God damn it. Forty four. Tired of being, and I have to because I, I made a vow to be humble with this. Not yet, but God you got damn, man. Man. Oh, going to huh? You got a segment. You got a segment for that, though. I mean, keep oh, back. God. Oh, oh. I know. But God damn, people. I mean, like. Shit. <laughs> like, Eminem gave oh, you a right, You reached out nah, and you briefly, said that he was the. Just real briefly, huh? going, to the, uh, going to the Seahawks game. Go ahead, man. Do your thing. Go on your back. I'm just saying, man. Like, when is enough enough? It's never enough, I see. Like, maybe we want to see you, thing. like, literally grow 44 wings out of your back or something. And, 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 and take off. Yeah, I know. I get it tatted on my neck. Pat on your neck. Pat it on the neck. So, 
I'm I'm looking at the game for the majority of the uh, of the game. This would be the Green Bay Packers and the Seattle Seahawks. Now, automatically, I know that 44 is in play because I see Green Bay. Green Bay is located on the 44 parallel line. And also, you know, they prominently display the 44 as a key component of their team is sharp. Um, and when I came into this information and I started decoding the Super Bowl, the the last Green Bay Super Bowl was one of the first ones that I did. You know, shout out to Sister Myra, okay, because she is the, uh, the, the forebearer to this particular um, science in regards to her using the Super Bowl to tell a astrological slash cosmological story. And I was very much interested with the fact that um, she was able to find subliminal messages or conveyances being expressed in everything, even sports. So I decided at that time to focus my attention on these sporting events. I was very new. I was young in my law 44. You know what I'm saying? I was just getting a grasp of what this possibly was or what it possibly could mean and things of that particular nature. So when I started seeing the patterns emerge in in sports, you know what I'm saying, in particular in the Super Bowl, the biggest show on earth, I was like, wow, this is kind of deep. And the brother KT, the arc degree, he couldn't contest because I remember in my transit, I had just came down to Atlanta, I think the day of that Super Bowl, and we was in the in the barbershop, and I think they was playing the Steelers or something like that. Whatever oh, yeah, team they was the playing, they was the underdogs. Yeah, so... Yeah, they was playing the Steelers, so everybody, wow. you know, was on the Steelers page. Yeah, like, nobody was screaming Green Bay, and I was in there, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, Law 44B, I just, just don't understand what's going on. This is going to be a wrap. And they was looking at me like I had eight heads, like I was a Hydra, you know what I'm saying? And at the end of the night, I was the only one left standing with a smile on my face because everybody was going for the other team, but Green Bay started working, you know what I'm saying, and and, and they and they, did, they they put their work in, and they won the Super Bowl, and this happened for four or five consecutive years, in regards to me utilizing a system where I call out a, a, a season before the season even starts. I'm gonna tell people, look, this number is gonna be the judging factor. You understand? and what gets these teams to the Super Bowl, and then you'll see them expressed in the Super Bowl. And when I say it will either, you know, so it's been saying it's been going on this particular trajectory uninterrupted all the way up until now, where I make these statuses days before these particular events happen, and then these events happen right on time. You feel me? But I'm not saying I'm a prophet. But I will say that that's prophetic, okay? He was your our, grandma, our grandfather always read to us Khalil Gibran. He quoted him all prophet, the time. Prophet, yeah. His favorite all actor day. and his favorite they book was Prophet. Vegas, so, so yeah, that's, that's a whole other story. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my <laughs> Vegas Connect. Like, my Vegas Connect is real. And, um, yeah, we'll talk about that in a different venue. But, um... Yeah, so this is not this is not a uh this is not a play play thing. You know what I'm saying? Like this is a science that could change your life. You feel me? If people were able to see it for what it was. And like I said, the information always comes to those that need it most. 
but I don't really know as of yet if people know how to utilize this information, this science to change their lives because it's a life changer. So I don't I don't want to be sitting here talking crap, you know what I'm saying, for the duration of the show. I will kind of like just walk through what happened with in the Green Bay game because people might not be cognizant, you know what I'm saying. And um, normally, you know, again, it's not really about taking um, sides, quote-unquote, per se. I just guarantee that there's going to be terminating factor dealing with number 44. And there there are teams that are strictly, you know what I'm saying, uh, there are, um, you know, strictly uh, 44 teams that continuously are repeated, you know, I consider if, if a team has been in a 44 Super Bowl game since we have been dealing with it, then that team is up for contention. So, or if that team features a, a prominent player of the 44 Pantheon, that same team is up for contention. Case in point, you know, you have the Colts who have, which is the home of uh, Amar Bradshaw, number 44, on the New York Giants who beat the New York, I mean, beat the uh, New England Patriots last time they played, all right, last time they played was a preemptive game to a voting season for president. <laughs> you understand? I wonder how that always happens so coincidentally, all right? So both times that the Giants beat the Patriots were election years, dealing with Obama, right, fighting off blue bloods or fighting off the New England wasps or fighting the McCain's of the world, you know what I'm saying, or fighting the Mitt Romney's of the world. So now we have this situation, a cosmological situation that comes at a particular point in time when we're dealing with Capricorn or SETI and energy, this whole story of Haru and SET, and now you got the Super Bowl coming up with the same archetype of the Seahawks, Haru, versus the New England Patriots, right, or SET. You understand? So, once again, um, you know, the, 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 the patterns express itself in terms of telling a larger, broader story in the universe. Once again, these um, energies have coalesced into teams, right? But playing under the same banner, that's why I said it really matters not the nature of the team per se because they both play for the NFL. You know, we know the NFL commissioner earns $44 million a year. So in this particular game, um, the Packers were up. It looked like they were destined to go to the uh, Super Bowl, you know what I'm saying? And um, I had to leave where I was at looking at this game because I had to make it over to Nicholas to set up for the SETI event. So right before I left, I saw Sherman he had a he had a uh, he had caught a 35 yard bomb, or it would appear to have been 35 yards if they didn't rule for stepping out. So this particular catch that he made was being contested by the referees and what have you. So that's the last thing that I seen on the screen, and um, I got a dollar cat. I mean, my bad, not Sherman. It was Lynch. Yeah, Beast Mode, brother Lynch. Yeah, Beast Mode. Yeah, Beast Mode was beasting. You know what I'm saying? This, uh, Seattle was making their run. So 
he caught it and what have you. And from my understanding, he ended up converting a, uh, a touchdown right after that. And then they had an onside kick, and then they retrieved it, and they got another touchdown. So in 15, they, they scored 15 points in 44 seconds. Now, the um, after that, uh, I believe um, Green Bay came back, and they kicked the field goal, and the game was tied at 22. So you got 22-22 overtime, right? After a 44-second drive, which brought them 17 points, and that should be enough. That satisfies the claim, period. You know what I'm saying? Fuck how you get it. That's just it. But it went a little bit deeper in overtime, um, which call it Seattle or yeah, the Seahawks started a drive on their 13, which is a four, and it culminated into a 35-yard pass to a player named Baldwin, which set up another pass, which was another 35-yard pass to Kurtz. And then that, my friends, was the end of that game. And the Seattle Seahawks are now flying to Arizona to play the New England Patriots who made mincemeat of the Colts. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's that's pretty much um, how that particular pattern played out. And there's some other things that are somewhat um, prominent and, and, and evident that are sticking out in regards to the patterns that I see with these particular games and you know, this uh, quote-unquote Super Bowl that we're approaching. But I'm going to save that because we're going to put together a report for educational purposes, of course, like we did before. And we're going to form an investment group over these next two or three weeks, however many weeks are leading up to the Super Bowl, you know, and we're going to approach it like business people. So I'll at us, Empowerment at gmail.com if you want to be included in the latest and the greatest law of 44 NFL Super Bowl information poll. You dig? Yeah, sit right there, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get a red line open. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, you see it. You see it, family. Finish that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I finished. I took my shit. I took my shit. Touchdown. Squat. Squat. Got the bomb and everything. Squat. Yeah, I ain't got the bomb yet. You know what I'm saying? I was waiting for you to get back in the building. What? You might want to add. You know? Oh no, you did. You did that. Go ahead, bomb yourself. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. God is good all the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah, nah, but that was interesting yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I I do wanna say that you know, a way that I'm able to be so sure about these patterns during this particular time is that I told you, family, there are 
three kings in the law 44 pantheon and it never fails okay when these particular kings when their time comes around when the energy is strongest with them and they're resonating and buzzing then the law 44 is always going to be prominently tied into all kind of um you know mass events you know things that millions upon millions of people have this eye their eyes fixed upon and their attention it's going to manifest itself. So Martin Luther King is one of those kings. He's the first king in the three-king pantheon. I have a dream king, you know what I'm saying? So every time that King Weekend comes around on his birthday, you know, I'm almost sure that there's going to be some very, very active, high-octane, law 44 energy. And coincidentally enough, the third king in that pantheon, uh, Barack Hussein Obama, Okay. He's having a State of Union address right now at the same time that the show is taking place. Where Biggie at? So, Where um, Biggie at? Where Biggie at? Biggie, Biggie manifesting through the through the energy of Jay-Z, his Law 44 yeah. resonator. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes go. when, yeah, when, when, when the three kings they, can't be... Well, you they don't see them, you see their, their reflection. Yeah, they juxtapose their reflection, their pillar. They're doppelganger. You know? Yeah. So that's, 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 that's what you let's see. Not, let's not forget that we reflecting the three kings ourselves this weekend. That's what the, that's what our thing is all about. Talk about it. Well, oh, yeah, we should try God. Try God. And try God. Come on, man, yeah. the New England Patriarchs. Mm. Let yeah. them know, let them know. Anybody banging on them bastards, yeah. holler at me, KTL, and pop me that Gmail. Put your ones up. <laughs> put your house up, damn it. <laughs> go get me. Go put that house up, get your polite help you get. Put it up. In the car. Yeah. If you go, if you run so, with the patriots, so, yes, yeah. There's more. There's more than one ways to skin a cat. So we definitely, you know, got the drop on in regards to the educational approach towards the results dealing with the biggest show on earth. You dig what I'm saying? So well, we get involved. This is one thing. I'll this is one thing that I want to walk away with because on Friday's show, we was with our brother Sarah Shout out to everybody that. Join yeah, us for yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. Historic event, you know what I mean? Shout out to the general, shout out to King Simon, shout out to Nicholas Brooklyn, shout out to the family that came out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And numbers during a very, you know, wet, slippery, cold Sunday evening, you know, they put that game yeah. down and they came through. They showed love and support. You feel me? The people was in the building, skin deep. I mean, that love, boy. Yeah, on the show, we spoke in detail about our people, you know, and our winning attitude and the fact that, you know, we live in this reality where we program our reality, the collective that is, and it's imperative, you know, as melanated people, to attach ourselves to events where we see ourselves winning because the other programmers of reality, or might I add, the matrix, 
they have a very determined um, agenda when it take when it comes to showing us taking L's. Like they listen oh, hey. you know what I'm saying? Gives them a woody to show you taking L's at the, on the nightly news, taking L's on right. uh, taking L's everywhere. They just love to see, love to show you losing. Yep. So people right. accept it, and their whole gravitate, style be hey. yeah. We gravitate towards sports because we see ourselves in those figures, those archetypes. You know, I'm KD. I'm King James. Shoot, I'm Jordan. You know, I'm Kobe, and all that. Magic niggas want to be Magic Bird and all that, but that's another thing. <laughs> no shots, but. We adapt those personas. We love to see them win. It does something to our egos. It does something to our mentality. What I saw on Sunday was a display of everything that we spoke about on the show with the brother Fetty. The fact that determination, because many of us want change. Many of us have ideas that we want to develop. Many of us want to get out of situations that we are currently in. You know, and that's all fine and dandy. That's great. But all that shit is like opinions. You know, everybody has those thoughts. And everybody has one. That doesn't determine the winning factor. That's not the DNA of the winner. The DNA of the winner is the determination. It's the perseverance. It's the fact that your ass could be down 16 to 0 and everybody wrote you off and you getting booed and all that. Niggas on your team is looking nervous because they're not ready for that L. You know, you are, becoming, you are becoming a hashtag in a meme at the same damn time. It's that spirit. It's knowing who you are. It's knowing. Oh, hello. Hello. Mind drop. He'll call back in a second. Mind drop. Okay. Yeah. You know, there it is. There you know. it is. <clears throat> but now he's, he's telling the truth, man. You got to put that work in. Absolutely. It's just not going to miraculously happen. Even these, for the people these, who got know, the genie's I mean, lamp, yeah. I think they could rub they could rub a genie's lamp and the genie pop up. Anytime you see that story, they never just uh, happenstance to be walking across and find the damn lamp, man. They went on a goddamn journey where they nearly died, probably spent half their life looking for it, and almost gave their life up to get it. So yeah, once they get it, the only thing they got to do is rub it. And then they pop up and give them what they want, but they still had to put that work in to get it. So it don't matter what it is. You're going to have to put the work in in one way or another. Word. Word. You know, and as the brother spoke about, you know, uh, as I'm starting to see, there's just a lack of work. You know what I'm saying? There's just a lack of it. You know, people are just observing and being objective and things of that nature, but very few people are hands-on and committed to the degree where you just don't fold. You know what I'm saying? Said he was speaking about that. You know, he was just like, 
a lot of people is just not built for this, and they just start folding, and you see the signs of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You see the signs right. of it. You know it's coming. You know, they, they, their hand starts looking all withered, you know what I'm saying, and the shit folds, and then, you know, they become part of that chorus of people that's like, yo, that don't work. I'd rather be unconscious than conscious, this, that, and the other. It's like, they that's the that decision space, that you're making yeah, for you they and your project. They playing the cipher role. They eating that steak. Yeah, yeah. Innocence is bliss. Wholesale, yeah. They like give it here. Innocence is bliss. I mean, ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is yep. bliss. That's, that's what they on. That's what they on, brother. But yeah, see, that's why I'm coming through, doing what I'm going to do with the fantastic voyage, man. You know what I mean? It's... I just feel people need to see, man. You know what I mean? They they need to visually see. They've been hearing about it a lot. They've even been seeing the results, you know. There have been many people in the community that have been healing folks, helping people get better and get rid of diseases. But still, we don't have an understanding of how powerful we are because we still just see ourselves as just legs, arms, toes, feet, fingers, you know, a little bit of kundalini, a little bit of a little bit of aura, you know, a little, little bit of energy here and there. But no one's really understanding that when you go inside the body, it's an infinite journey inward. They think it's finite. And I have to show these people that your body is not finite. You have an infinite body that you can dive into and go within. And when you are able to see the beauty of it, the, the miracle of it, when you're able to have a better understanding of what that food does when it goes into your duodenum or what the air does when it gets inside your alveoli, you know what I'm saying, or what happens between the copper and the iron and how you create the electricity. Like, when you're able to see these things, when you're able to visualize yes. these miracles, then you have a better respect for yourself. you got a better respect for your children, for your family, you know what I mean, for your unit. And, and and it'll inspire you to give yourself things that it need to get that energy. Because when you talk about work, like before we get into actual work with people, you know, having a job or delegating responsibilities, work is a an, an attribute of physics where you know it's simple, it's something as simple as bending your arm. Anything where you're exerting some energy, you know, to to get from one place to another, like. So how are you going to do any work if you don't have the energy, if you don't have the fuel, if you don't have the wherewithal, right. if you don't have the foundation? You know, people are, are filling their cars with olive oil and wondering why the engine ain't starting and uh, thinking that they, they can't even get to the job. You know what I'm saying? They can't even they can't even get to the location to do no work. They sit in their car like, yo, my shit won't start. So yeah. I just want to mind the people of the God body, like what we walking around with, you know, as sad and, and and depressed as we are at times and much as we knock ourselves and all that, like you got to really realize the, the miracle of the heartbeat, you know what I'm saying, the, the conduction of a neuron, the the equilibrium of your inner ear, like you got you to gotta really appreciate those things. You got to love yourself in the moment. You got to give yourself that power. In, in your your existence, respect your existence, because when you do that, right. then you open up the other avenues, you open up the other the other pathways, so then you can see, 
then you can recognize. And when you're able to recognize the message, you're able to recognize the sign, you can truly receive the communicative principles coming from on high, from the eye itself, like an interstellar from the fifth dimension. The Tesseract is trying to tell you what to do, to stay, to stand, to be on your square. You'll do it. You'll do it. But if you don't know what you possess, if you don't know that you got a Gatling gun and it's loaded and you see a bunch of people running up on your crib, like, guess all you got to do is pull the trigger. They all out. But you don't even know you got the Gatling gun loaded. Like, you don't even know you got, got the Gatling loaded. Their power, man. I want to show them their power. They need, and after they I need, show they need their to power, see that. They need that reinforcement. That's it. That's it. That's it. Huh? That's that's what I want to come and do. You know. That's what you coming to do. I want you to let them know when you'll be here. Give them the details about your upcoming oh, yeah, election, yeah, yeah. my brother. Yes, yes, yes. Friday, January twenty third. Doors open six thirty p.m. For anybody who was in Nicholas Bookstore this Sunday, you already know where it is because it's at the same location, five seventy Fulton Street. Nicholas Bookstore, come check me out. The Fantastic Voyage taking you on a journey through the body. You know, did you know that your red blood, that your blood vessels were 60,000 miles long? I don't know if y'all knew that. 60,000 miles. By the way, the earth is 60, only 60,000 miles. Yeah, can you give us? Nah, I'm, t- I'm just what I'm trying to say. Just to give you all an idea, okay. if you were to run around the earth now, nah, let's let's say you Kal-El, you Superman, you flying around the earth, you got a piece of string, it's a measuring tape. You fly around the earth, you only going to measure 24,902, which means your blood vessels can wrap around the planet two and a half times. Two and a half times Andy. goes around the planet. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you know. Little things like that. Little things like it's that. It's a lot of mileage, B. Oh, my goodness. And they be trying to talk about the damn fly miles of the plane. They're supposed to give you damn near $5 million before you even get on the plane. Take flight. You know what right. I'm saying? Take flight. So, yeah, that's, that's amazing. On, that's I mean, how, how do you... We were having a conversation earlier. We was building, and I was talking about um, potentiality, you know what I'm saying? And I think somebody was asking me a question pertaining to, uh, you know, potential. It's like, you know, how much potential do you think that we have as a people? And I asked them, I said, take this into account. Hmm. I said, if you have one person, right, with infinite potential, how is that expressed? Because person is home to trillions of cells, right? Each one of those cells have its own intelligence, its own brain, right? Trillions, man. They say that you exist in at least 11 different dimensions. Every second holds infinite possibility in it. For that one cell, in 11 dimensions, they have infinite potential, and there's a trillion of them in your body alone. Trillion. So when you bring yourself into the dynamic of a larger field of maybe, let's say, a million people on this particular wave, then how much potential 
can you realistically quantify and say is present at all times? Potential. Infinite potential. Potential. And I, I think that that number or that, that the lack of a number doesn't really give it enough justice. You know what I'm saying? I right. think that the word infinite to some people in their mind is just real obscure because yeah. they can't assign the physicality of a number to it. You know what I'm saying? So they tend to be like, oh, you know, it's just infinite. No, nigga. That's a, you know, it's, it's just infinite. Infinite. Uh, it's just infinite? Just infinite. <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> it's just infinite, huh? It's yeah, you know. Infinite. It's just infinite. No. It is, you know, beyond our numerical overstanding, you know, it's it's it's, it's beyond the, the quantum aspects of, you know, quint six trillion trillion, you know, so it's like, That's what we got to understand when you were saying, like, each and every second you got these infinite possibilities. Like, we got to take in consideration scale because when you're talking about a second, and, you know, I talk about this all the time, you know, in my presentations, you know, I got the information from Dice, but he broke down time to me, and he was like, dude, like, where's the first? And I was like, what? He was like, if our basic unit of time is the second, like, we're going to always fucking be behind. Because <laughs> that's what they gave us. Right. And I'm like, based on scale, based on scale, a second is like a year to some stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you get down to chemical, uh, chemical reactions, you get down to atomic and molecular, like a second is a long time. So if you have a second of infinite possibilities, then you even got fractions of that second with with all types of possibilities. And that's what we're trying to say. Like, instead of filling your mind with the what ifs, see, this is why I'm doing the second lecture. The second lecture is on Sunday at the Tom Mary Temple, 104, 106, 126 Street between Park and Lexington and Harlem. I'm doing the After Earth decoded. I'm bringing that back because that whole movie was about the illusion of fear. And we have to stop putting all our energy, our thought process, you know, the the fire within our mind, the the waters of noon that swell up into a mound and become a tomb to become that element that is that thought. We have to stop wasting that energy on these illusionary processes of what-if factors that are negative. The what if I don't make it? The what if I don't get there? The what if this happens and that happens? My thing is if you're going to create a what if, if you're going to create a, a, an illusion, a hologram, then let that be Wakanda. You know what I'm saying? Let that be the W. Let that be the power. And stop enticing yourself to jump off the cliff, you know what I'm saying, and meet your demise. Like, let's stop doing that. It don't matter how thick it is. It don't matter how bad it looks. That don't mean you have to give your energy to the illusion of fear. That's why he made a a great distinction between fear and danger. And he talked about danger is real because that deals with awareness. You're aware of your environment. You're aware of your situation. You're aware of your ramifications, and you prepare yourself for that. 
Ain't nothing wrong with that. But in the midst of doing that, you don't have no time to formulate the fear. That's just going to take away energy. What you're doing is you're creating a mechanism that you feel is more powerful than the higher intelligence because the higher intelligence supposedly is in tune with you to create the circumstance so that you can formulate whatever need be in the moment. And if you give your energy to fear, thinking that it don't matter how powerful the divine intelligence, the higher self, the creator is, this little minuscule whatever is going to turn into some powerful being that's going to circumvent and destroy everything that you put energy into build. It doesn't make any sense. Stop. Stop that. You understand? Stop it. That's it. Sir, yes, sir. Stop it. Stop it. Let it go. Let it go. Let it am, go. Am I on? Yes, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You on. There you go. You, you was going in, brother. I'm sorry. I nah, had you cut out going, like you that. Going, I didn't get shut out. You just picked up where I left off because. There it is. Aliyoub. <laughs> it goes right back to what I was saying about fear. Losers. Right? One thing about a loser, one thing about people who are uh, chronic losers, they are fearful people. You feel what I'm saying? They even fear winning. So fear is a more powerful emotion, an energy emotion, than love. It resonates at a higher degree. Right. And if, if, if the quarterback... Wilson and the rest of his team, if if Beast Mode, if Marshawn Lynch, if the Beast has some fear in his heart, he wouldn't be able to run through them dudes the way that he was doing. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And Beast on them like that. That wasn't fear that you saw, family. That was no, courage. That was asserting his power, asserting that melanin, asserting the fact that we are never going to, we're not going to let these people in this stadium, in this city, you know what I'm talking about, and the rest of uh, black America who's rooting for us, Hmm. we're not letting them down tonight, bro. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. What's against us? I don't care how bleak it looks. I don't care if it's 48-0. We're going to score 40 points in 44 seconds. Understand me. Winners. I don't have no time to entertain fearful people. I don't have no energy to entertain a losing team. I'm not doing it this year. If, 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 if people got a losing attitude, stay far away from our field of residence because we're going to bump heads, and I can guarantee you that. We're not going to get along because you're not my type right now. I'm dealing with winners, a winner mentality, people who are, I don't care about ideas anymore. I'm, I, you know, I got this good idea. I get an idea every time I spark up. We all got ideas. The difference between an idea and with other people out there that are winning is the implementation. Like my dude Westbrook said, it's about execution at the end of the day. Where's your execution at? The conscious community is filled with geniuses with lofty ideas of taking over the planet 
restoring a utopian society, things of that nature, and building uh, pyramids out of kale, salad, molecules. That's cool <laughs> and everything. Your ideas resonate with the part of me that say that if you really are determined to bring those things to life, you can do that in this universe, in your reality, in the multiverse that you live in. There's so many universes that you could belong into. You could do anything that you want. You could place yourself into any reality that you want. That is the secret of the matrix. You've got to be able to tap into that. But you will not do that shit if you stay on Facebook and you whine and you complain and you inbox me about all of this dumb shit that's happening, if you're having die-ins with your white friends and all of that stuff, you're not tapping into any kind of courage, any kind of power, any kind of energy that it takes to create the future. You are exiting yourself out of future. Facts. And that's the fact. So we cannot deal with the distractions. We can't give them any more of our energy. We can't give them any more of our lifeblood. We can't give them any more of our collective thought patterns. The evolution will be digitized. We got to get on our way. We got to get on this wave right here. We have to repair ourselves from all angles, from our past, our present, and our future. The only way that you're going to do it is through the mind, through your heart, through your hands. What are you creating? What are you bringing into this world? What are you pulling down that tree? I don't want to go too far because I don't even think this is my segment. But we'll get into it tonight. We'll talk about it briefly. You know what I mean? I'm going to sit back and, and listen to what we want you to, to um, say. Yeah, we're going to get to the lines. Let me just make this shout-out. Of course, this weekend we're going to be in Boston, okay, um, when in Rome, you know what I'm saying? This is dealing with the empire, the empire, and the empirical mindset that uh, you know, is the quote unquote American empire. You know, as exemplified, like you've been pointing out, and other people have been pointing out by the fact that, you know, during the same weekend that we're celebrating the life and the legacy of Martin Luther King, you know what I'm saying? And they got Selma up in the theaters. People are also in the theaters eating up that American sniper. You know, and King was befallen by an American sniper. Yes, and it broke records. You know, and people's sentiments records. are in line and in league with those, uh, you know, with the, with the militaristic um, goals and aspirations of the quote-unquote American sniper. So That's right on time, I'm going to put that in the pot. Hold on. I'm yeah. going to put that in the pod, the propaganda in that movie. I'm going to put Empire TV series in that mo- in, in, in that pot. You know what I'm saying? We're going to sprinkle it with, with, with some real interesting cosmological factors at play. You know, we just going to go all the way in. Shout out to Brother Rich. We're going to revisit a lot of the themes that we touched upon in our Win in Rome series on YouTube. You know, all right? Uh, Underground Railroad. Shout out to the Brother Blake. Black Magic 363. So it's going to be interesting. It's right on time, as always. There's so much to go over. You know, I got all of this stuff tied into 44 as well, so we're going to have a ball family. This is going to be Friday, January 23rd, 6 to 9 p.m. at the Musica. Um, Musica Vancouver Gallery. That's on 391. Dudley Street in Roxbury, okay? 
That's Friday. My segment is Friday, January 23rd. Red segment is Saturday, January 24th from 2 to 6 p.m., same location. Musica Van Hoo Gallery, which is at the 391 Dully Street. All right, that's in Roxbury. And his presentation will be the evolution will be digitized. Okay? Digitized? And, of course, you know, we're going to show the uh, congruency of our lectures tying into one another. We're going to raise both pillars in the city of Boston. Okay. There it is. The home of the patriarchs. We are going to sound the alarm. Okay. All right. And um come out, you know, check us out. Be in the building. Be in the building. All right. Definitely going to be information packed paradigm shifting. Yeah, this yeah. this is solution based family. This is yeah, speak on it. Uh, yeah, um, no, this is, yeah, that was your alley Okay, well, you know, no disrespect to anybody and what they do and what they've been doing and where they're at with it. But, um, you know, one thing that I've realized and I've noticed over the course of attending numerous lectures, spending hours and years and decades of time, you know, we have a tendency to gloss over the fact that we are all existing in the future. And, you know, a lot of conversation is not dealing with that. A lot of com- a lot of the conversation is not really taking, you know, the uh, the people who are coming for solutions. They want to walk out of there with something that they could – tangibly use when they leave. They want to log on or they want to do something. They they want to they want to be able to wake up on Monday morning and formulate a plan to escape the plantation. You know, and I've sat back and listened and watched and learned and um assessed all of the problems that exist. You know what I mean? One thing that I'm sure of is that, that next week there will be more problems, and then a the week after that there will even be problems to talk about because of the simple fact that the collective consciousness is only dealing with problems. Sure. You know, they Man. are. And we live in the, in, in, the, in, the, in the thoughts, the thoughts, you know, the collective thought, the uh, the um, group think you know, has never, and I'm going to say this, especially with this new generation of consciousness, we've never seen the results of what anybody got up there to talk about that they was about to do. Collectively, I ain't see it. We haven't seen that town or, you know, those buildings and, you know what I'm saying, or that, you know, uh, that check you know, with all of those zeros and stuff like that. Like, we haven't seen that manifest. Those of you who are privy enough to see Dr. York's dreams come to life, salute to you. Do you understand what I'm saying? You were able to see some things manifest or materialize in the physical from a dream, from a thought. And, and it, came to, it, came, it came to pass. For some reason, 
over the past 20 years and 30 years, there's been a huge stagnation in terms of what what is it that we're manifesting. But at the same damn time, and while, you know, meanwhile on the ranch over there, on the other, every day that I wake up, every day that I pick up the daily news, every day that I log on, all I'm seeing is creation taking place. All I'm seeing is things being pulled down through the tree of life, manifesting for those uh, people who have ideas mixed with enthusiasm, mixed with the will to do what it is that they need to do to make those ideas a reality. And I see a lot of us going to work for those people, and then I see a lot of us lining up online to go and purchase those ideas that are now products, okay, in the form of consumerisms or consumer slaves and things of that nature, and that's a fact. But there's nothing wrong with that because we live in a capitalistic society and we we are consumers. We're going to consume, and that's cool. But if you ever wanted to remove yourself from the side of the consumer or the morals, call it the the debtors, and to the other side, the private side, the side where you are the actual creators that are serving those who are the consumers, then it would be wise if you were to begin to look at the fact that technology is one of the driving factors behind a lot of these consumer-based products, and the technology is the underlying force of the new boom that you see taking place. Now, keep in mind, there's regentrification going on everywhere, everywhere urban. And I have the chart to show the top ten urban um, booms that are taking place in terms of construction. And it's all of the cities that we're from, family. It's in Boston. They're doing it in Miami. They're doing it in Atlanta. They're doing it in New York. They're doing it. It's booming in Texas. Boom City. It's booming in Houston. It's booming in Dallas. It's booming in Austin. Um, it's booming, uh, where is that at? It's booming in Detroit. It's booming in Chicago. The people be like, what you mean it's booming? Niggas is unemployed and dying in the streets in those cities out there. And I would say, well, for the techpreneurs and for the startup communities, not the conscious community, the startup community, whole different community, all right? Startups, what is a startup? A startup is an upcoming company that's dealing with uh, technology in the, in the tech sector, that's dealing with all kind of different things. You could talk about apps. They could be dealing with solution-based, uh, you know, uh, solution-based uh, software. They could be dealing with applications such as apps for your phone, they can be uh incubator, an accelerator, you name it. They could be a social entrepreneurship, but these startups, these startups are basically the new platform for entrepreneurship, all right? There's a wave, there's a boom, and it's taking over not only America, because this is not a white thing. I want to really step back and clarify the fact that Anything that I'm talking about tonight applies to all nationalities and all races, even Africans, because I'm going to show in the lecture while you were talking about 
Africa this, Africa that, Pan-Africanism, and all of these other things, uh, African-based, the African, the mighty African, the wise and intelligent African who we all speak of uh, coming from and, and, and you know, uh, we hold them to the highest standard, they're getting busy over there, all right? They are creating at an accelerated rate in the fields of technology, and they're competing on a global scale and on a global level with their former colonizers and oppressors. And they're also in, um, com- in, in, in camaraderie. They're also in competition, but not only are they in competition, but they're working alongside the brothers and sisters who, when we get into our history books, we saw us working with them prior uh, and different millenniums and different centuries as well. And those will be our brothers and sisters from Asia Major, Asia Minor, Hindus Kush Valleys, all right, currently today known as China, India, Russia, and other places, even Israel or modern-day Israel where, 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 you know, the colonizers have taken over that land. But nonetheless, the Africans have been setting up shop over there and doing business with those people in the Moorish ages that was called the Silk Road. Now, before I get too far ahead of myself, what I'm going to do in the first part of my lecture to help to help calm anybody's um, nerves or to help dismantle any kind of restrictions that people have put upon themselves or to demystify the phobias that many of us have been undergoing, I call it technophobia. That is the fear of all things technology. Meanwhile, you're listening to the show while you're on your tablet or your tablet or your phone, your Samsung on 4Gs and stuff like that, sitting in a room <laughs> with a laptop with a fucking 100-inch uh, a curved TV, you feel what I'm saying? An internet TV, 3D internet TV. You probably got a 3D printer in the living room, but you still have a case of technophobia, and that's so that's understandable because you've been properly prepared and groomed by fear mongers that came before us and told you that the computers were going to take over and take, and you're going to become a cyborg and all kind of, and the iPhone is going to be a real eye <laughs> in the future, stuff like that. And I'm like, And the joy you know, look like C-3PO from Star Wars. Yeah, but they're doing a lecture on, a, on an iPad, on a tablet. No hands. Yeah, like with no hands. thing, man. Let it go. You know, hey, guess what? Even if Skynet went down tomorrow, it's like, get out the cave, man. Who cares? Okay, so let's just say it did. Why is it stopping you from getting it in? You know? Why is it stopping you from competing? Why is it stopping exactly. you from creating? You, If, if yeah. they made a Skynet, you make Skynet 2.0. That's it. Why are you not hacking? And let me let me clarify what a hacker is. A hacker is not what the conventional uh, definition is that they're trying to show you on um, mainstream engineer. media. A hacker is a reverse engineer. A hacker is a reverse engineer. They a hacker is a problem solver. That's right. A hacker is simply it's called hacking the problem. 
like when you hack away at something. So the hacker is the person who, when the software launches, they will bring in hackers to find the bugs. The hacker is the one who strengthens the software because all software has a potential to be hacked. All software I don't care what it is. There's no such thing as a secure software. So your phone, your laptop, your TV, you know what I'm saying, your Bluetooth, your vibrator, everything could be hacked, right? Everything is hackable, and that's cool. Know that, all right? But by knowing that, then you know that there's no limits to what it is that you can do because everything runs on uh, source code, all right? Once you understand the coding language, something that I spoke about extensively over the years, shout out to the brothers and sisters who listened to that information and followed up on it and started to enroll themselves in those free courses that they have online or those free websites that are online to teach you how to code any language that you wish. Okay, shout out to the brothers and sisters who were already doing that and reached out and was like, I'm glad that you're talking about that red pill because that is so imperative in this modern-day reality, all right, because what was the Medunetur back in the days or what was ancient, you know, the ancient tongue that those of us spoke that made us more powerful and things of that nature, and, you know, even up to the date to now, you know what I'm saying, where brothers and sisters are very interested in learning foreign languages so they could communicate with their brethren in Brazil or they could communicate with those wonderful merchants over there in China and other places. And I do agree that those things are actually great. There is a software that is being released in the very upcoming years where you'll be able to communicate with somebody via Skype or maybe even through your wearable technology where you won't even have to know the language per se, that it will be translated right in front of you, okay? Stay tuned for that. But um, the, going back to what I was saying about our brothers from Africa, the, the reason why I want to demystify it in the first part of my lecture will be dedicated to showing you that the binary code system, the main language, okay, before we get intricate with the languages such as HTML, CSS, Ruby on Rails, Python, and all of these other um, languages that are responsible for creating these programs and building up the um, cyberspace, you have what is known as the binary system, the binary code system. And that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is the zero and the one, Okay. The zero and the one, like you was, like you said earlier, KT, about what Dice said about the second was the one. Right. What about the zero? Okay. Now, I'm going to show that the zero and the one is simply the yes and the no. The binary code system before was impl um, implemented in, com in technology and computer technology and in computer languages. The binary code system is also known as the divination system. The divination system is what our brothers and sisters have been using on the continent of Africa and the continent of Asia Major and Asia Minor and the continents of, uh, of, of 
Well, those two I'm going to focus on, okay? Let me, and, let me give you something real quick, Red, before you yeah, go on. This is, this just is the add-on. Just to elaborate of what you're talking about in the movie Interstellar, that's what uh, Matthew McConaughey was doing in the room when he was talking about the ghosts. When he was talking about the ghosts, he was talking about the Orishas. He was doing divination when he was standing there in the corner talking about the gravitational anomaly where he was throwing the dirt and the dirt was landing in a certain pattern on the floor. And then when he did that, he was able to create, you know, with the Morse code and all that, the ones and the zeros, the binary, that was him doing divination so he could figure out where to go. So just to just to elaborate on that, that was in that movie yes. in that scene. Because the Yoruba and other tribes in um, Africa, they divine with sand. They throw dirt. They exactly. throw stones. They throw cowrie shells, they throw sticks in the Palo Mayombe, uh, they throw peas. You feel what I'm saying? We, yeah, when we get throw in pennies too. Throw pennies as well, you know, so they divine the zero and the one, the yes and the no. And the Yoruba and the, you know, the Alekbas and everything, we have that divination system now in Asia. Their divine system, our brothers from Destiny Child. I mean, our brothers from Destiny Grind have demonstrated. They didn't just come to teach; they've come to demonstrate the power of um, the divination system of the I Ching. Right. Yes, indeed. And Three pennies. And they've they've shown that they are qualified to be called diviners. They've done that with us personally. They've done on air readings. They've actually uh, done readings in private with other members, uh, listeners, and things of that nature. And we, you know, they received great feedback, and we also received it as well. So there, boom. So when we're dealing with this binary code system that is the blood, the DNA of computer languages and things of that nature, I'm going to show them where the origin of that is. So it's all, it's all, it's all about the origin. We're going to deal with the origin of technology so I can make you comfortable in accepting something that is yours, family. We're taking it back, all right? We're not just going to take it back by saying we're going to take it back. I'm going to return something that was not even given to you before. We're going to return something that was lost. We're going to get into the algorithm. Now, the algorithm is very interesting because algorithms are basically, you know, codes that are written codes that basically solve problems. One of the most famous algorithms, I'm going to show a chart that says the 10 algorithms that run the world. And I'm also going to show an article that says that algorithms control the world now. But I'm going to show that the origin of the algorithm, the person who introduced the algorithm to the world, the person who came up with the mathematical computational designs of an algorithm was a more. All right, in the 700s. Look at the word. Look at, look at the word. Come on, man. It's called algorithm. 
Look at the name. Al. Look at the word itself. It's, yes, it's named after him. Al. That's right. Not Jazeera family. Al. Not Bundy. Al. Not Bundy, I was about to say it. <laughs> Islam. Al. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Al. Uh, Mahad. I mean, it's just Al. Gorithms. I'm going to show it. You know, I'm not playing with words like we got the proof and all that. No. And Winter Soldier. That's that, that Zola's algorithm. Yes. One of the most famous algorithms is the Google search engine. Google rose to the top of the search engine wars by tweaking and coming up with an algorithm that was powerful enough to bring about the results that you see when you basically put in your Google search. You feel me? Right. So when you search for uh, Tiggo Bitties, it, it comes up. You know what I'm saying? That's your algorithms. One of the most, one of another famous algorithm is the algorithm for OKCupid, okay? Um, the simple fact that they are able to do precise matches in the online dating industry. The online dating industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. It was able to rise above other industries because of its precise algorithms and things of that nature. So um, six foot tall, dark hair, uh, non-smoker, non-drinker, highly religious, they'll match that algorithm with a chick from Decatur, all right? And there it goes. We get married and everything, and we fly off into the sunset. There's your algorithms, all right? Another famous algorithm or another powerful algorithm that runs the world is if you like this book, then you might like this book, Okay, the filters, the filters have revolutionized websites such as Amazon, eBay, iTunes, because we exist in what is known as the long tail family. And and all of these things, um, I'm, I'm encouraging you to go ahead and um, write them down so you could Google them and just do a little bit of research and background for yourself. But the long tail is basically the fact that when the, introdu the introduction of the Web 2.0 and the monetization of uh, items and, and, and physical product on the web took what is what we used to be what they call um, atoms and turned it into bits, okay? So what used to be inside of a brick-and-mortar store, you could now put in a click-and-order store. So I'm going to briefly just break it down. Tower Records. Because of the size of Tower Records, Tower Records was only able to house a certain amount of um, um, product. Tangible product, inventory. right. Because of inventory. the simple fact that, that, that they ran off of a hit, they ran off of a, a formula that dealt with the hits come first. So the top 20 records, Thriller, uh, Billy Joel, and all of this stuff, you know, they had that on the front display and all of your other albums, Al Jarreau and some other people, you know what I'm saying, uh, 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 C.C. Peniston, and I don't know. Those people were just in the back, you know what I'm saying? You know, they didn't get, they were, they were like pushed to the back and whatnot. So if you were into that kind of music, chances are you might not have been able to find it. You know what I'm saying? If you were into like urban techno, uh, disco trip, trip, they didn't really have those segments because the the, the volume of the store wasn't allowed to introduce those niches. Now, 
with the invention of the Internet, what it did is it turned atoms into bits, and it created what is known as the long tail. So with the long tail, there is now an unlimited amount of products and categories and niches that you could present on your site. So now Tower Records got put out of business by your iTunes of the world. Sam Goody, HMV, and all of them got put out of business by your iTunes and your Amazons and your Spotify's of the world because they are now able to, and your iPods and things of that nature, now they're able to house and they're able to create all of these different sub subcategories and these different sub-niches that these stores would never be able to carry. So that's, that's just a brief definition of the long tail. You can apply the long tail to everything that you see on right. the web. There's almost this, 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 this infinite and in things of that nature. You feel what I'm saying? So um, what the filter was able to do is the filter was able to take those unlimited amount of options and filter them. Right, Pull right. them all the way out of the ethers, whereas if you bought a book on Amazon about DNA, um, you know, DNA resonance fields and whatnot, how the hell would you know that there were 10 other books based on that same pro that same topic by other authors that were also highly rated the same way that the book that you just purchased were rated if it were not for that algorithm. So that algorithm right there was able to uh create monolithic mega stores, uh e commerce giants amongst other things. Okay? And um yeah. that's your algorithm, huh? That's the algorithm. So for the community, brothers and sisters out there who call themselves problem solvers or who want to come up with computational uh, uh, solutions to some of the problems that we have, then you found it. The evolution will be digitized. You must begin to learn the science of these algorithms because they work when you're sleeping. And they do things that you can't do in cyberspace. They're very powerful. Let's learn to, yes, let's, let's, let's get into our algorithms, all right? For people that got all the rhythm in the world, what the hell is your algorithm? Uh. And we're going to talk about computer (laughs) components. Now, we're going to talk about the inside of the computer. We're gonna talk I about want you to do OD, yeah. All right. I'm we still do have, yeah, we got the family came out to open dialogue tonight. So I definitely want to hear from the family as well. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. So how, how, how long do I got? Because I thought it was just us three that we were doing our primer, and then it was... Nah, nah. I named it Open Line, Open Dialogue. I wanted the family to chime in as well. I've been getting a lot of emails from people saying that, you know, they want to ask questions. They got things that they want to add on as well. So this is an open dialogue. No problem. All right, so I'm going to just go through that first part. And, you know, like I said, we'll do the lecture. 
Um, I'm, I'm even thinking about just uploading it when it's ready, just putting it out there for free, because this information is not my information. This information is something that I've been researching over the past year and some change, and it does me no justice, and it, it, it does not empower Philip Morland, Red Pill. It don't, it, don't, it don't help me out. It's for us. We need this information. I don't want to be in New York during the week. I'm getting tired of New York. I'm getting tired of being on the radio. Not to say that I'm tired of it, but it, I need more. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, this is a layup. Like, I, I need to I need to be challenged. I, I need to be in front of people. I need to teach. I want to be in a room where it's a bunch of knuckle draggers and niggas throwing tomatoes at me. You know what I'm saying? They walking out. Like, I need that kind of challenge. You, you feel what I'm saying? Like, I, I, need, I need to prove, you know, more than just just this. So I'm reaching out to the people that reach out to us that live in these towns or these cities where you're suffering and you're getting scammed and you're getting this knowledge that's really making you scared to just go outside. I'm not shooting at nobody. I'm just saying this is what I'm hearing, you know, and, 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 and people are losing their families because of monetary issues. You feel what I'm saying? And people are trying to figure out how they're going to eat. Or they got these visions in their minds of being kings and pharaohs and great people, but they don't know how the hell that they're going to get there without throwing a brick. Right. We got solutions. We just got solutions. You know what I'm saying? I'm not Liberace. You know what I'm saying? I'm not... Uh, Bill Gates, you know what I mean, the richest man in the world and all of that stuff, but my wealth is within, you know what I'm saying, and I'm able to identify with that, and I know that everything that's outside of us comes from within. So we might share the same vision, and if there's a group of us that share the same vision and we're determined and we have the willpower to create that vision, then what the hell are we waiting for? I'm not getting any younger. My children are growing up. Like, I'm not going to be here all of my life trying to, you know what I'm saying? You know, I don't know hey. what, you know what I'm saying? Like, we got work to do. But we we, we got we to gotta step back and really assess, you know, the situation. I don't care if it's 0 to 16 at the end of the day. Don't tell me about the score. You know what I'm saying? I don't care about the score. Is your ass going to catch the pass when I when I throw that bullet 40 yards? Can you catch it and keep it moving? That's all we need to know. I, I, I ain't paying attention to the score. The score is useless. Are you going to apply yourself so we could win and then carry on to the bigger game? That's all that needs to be known. If you're not, then your ass will get traded. You know, the Giants need some help next year. But anyway, going back to the the, the topic. We're going to talk about the inner components of not just your computer, but your phone, your smartphone, your tablet, you know what I'm saying, your Walkman, your iPod, your, 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 your Google Glasses, whatever you have. There's, a, there's, a, there's a, a, a couple of components that they have that are all from the grounds and from the dirt and from the land that your people come from, namely copper. Pieces of uh, gold, silica, cobalt, coltan, yeah, yeah. coltan coming out of the Congo, but not just the Congo, Peru, Brazil, and other places where melanated people are. Ye are rich, like Noble Drew Ali told you. You know what I'm saying? 
This is your land. You're the biggest consumer of, of electronics in, in, in all of history. They're taking your stuff and selling it right back to you. None of that stuff comes out of the European lands. None of it. None whatsoever. I did the research. Ain't no caves in the Caucasus Mountains kicking out coltan and copper, okay? This is wrong. We're going to talk about the technology on the walls of Kemet. We already did this shit. You know what I'm saying? We did it already. If you're from Kemet, you niggas debating about Kemet. We did it already. We did planes and helicopters and, 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 and the Falcon Millenniums and all of that. It's on the walls. So how do niggas can't make an app? I don't get it. Can't even build a website. But we all that, right? So to put the icing on the cake and really bring it home, I'm going to introduce a piece, a prelude of my next lecture, the 100-year dynasty, where I talk about the Holy Trinity, where I talk about the triad, where I talk about the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the Prophet Noble Drew Ali, and Marcus Mosiah Garvey, and all of their statements, and all of their edicts, and all of their uh, uh, lectures that told you about the importance of technology. Marcus Garvey graduated from a technology school. Marcus Garvey was responsible. He came up with something called STEAM, science, technology, engineering, Arts and mathematics, and they took that shit and made STEM. Come on, man. Nobody talks about this at your Garvey marches. Where the bomb at, son? Son, where's the bomb at, B? Oh, Lord. Come on, man. From STEM to STEM. STEM STEM. Steam, bruh. Steam. He oh, went there. Yo, he went. When you read what he wrote, dude. So I'm talking about the whole RBG. Shout out to my brother, Sarah Suicetti. He's on the wave. He was talking about it. I'm talking about the whole RBG. All of y'all. Pan-African. Pan-Africa. RBG, UNIA, Uhuru, all of that. I'm going to show you 10 African techpreneurs. I'm going to show you 50 African techpreneurs, not entrepreneurs, techpreneurs from the continent, and they're younger than us getting it. They're not, they not, they not worrying about nothing. They got mobile industries technology, app development company. I'm talking about it's a whole line of them. I'm going to give you their names. Go find them on Twitter, okay, and go talk to them. For the sisters, I'm going to give you the top ten African women global dominating the technology sector, okay? So if you could go and follow Amber Rose, you know what I'm talking about? You could go follow this sister and go talk to her. 
go talk to her, send her a tweet, and let her know that you're interested in investing in her company. You want to know what about? You want to know more about her. You want to know more about what was? You know, just go and do your research. But Africa not hurting. They not waiting for you. They not. They not sitting on their hands waiting for the magical Negro to hop out of a fucking helicopter and parachute down there to save them from a shanty town. You got it all wrong. I don't know what they've been telling you when they came back from them trips. <laughs> you got it all wrong. They all right over there. You you the one over here looking crazy. Twisted. Crazy. Now, I'm going to just rest my case, man. I ain't even going to go no further because it's just not, you know. It is what it is, family. And, and that's just part one. That's just to prime and prep you. So when we get into this real stuff, when we get into these solutions, I don't got nobody looking crazy at me because mentally your mind is stuck in a place. Mentally, your mind is doing solitary confinement and white supremacy, a cell. You understand what I'm saying? Anything, anytime you talk about technology, niggas see white people, Bill Gates and Stephen Jobs. Those were customers. Them niggas were just customers. Like, they took formulas and they took other things and they took some other stuff that was out there already and they tweaked it. Those are hackers, all right? They were hacking stuff that was already out there, bro. I'm dead ass. They was hacking with the Moors brought. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to show you how the the Moors in antiquity gave them technology. They hacked it. And that's what they do in their little garages. And they they experiment with mind-altering drugs, and they go on their binges, but they meditate. They listen to OSHA, you know? (laughs) Real talk. They affirm themselves. They put up these little sticker papers. They do the yoga. They, uh, they 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 prima yoga and all of that stuff. And they get into visualization and stuff like that. And they link up with those other people of other different nationalities. It's revenge of the nerds, B. Go. So we'll we'll get into it. But like I said, I'm I'm expecting. I'm expecting. And I'm not a person who likes to put out a lot of expectations, but I'm expecting us for the rest of this whole year to be on the road constantly to be teaching this information. And I and this is for the babies, this is for the ladies, this is for the brothers. I don't care if you're conscious or not. You could be into all kinds of backgrounds. You could be into anything. You could be a convict. I could go into the jails with this. I could go into the trap, the bando with this. I could go into Magic City with this. I could go into Clark University with this. I could go into the Ivy Leagues with this. Wherever you at, we can meet you where you at. We know how to speak your language. We are multi-bilingual, bro. So I'm expecting... Yeah, I'm just saying, like, no doubt. Let's get into these callers, see what the people got on their mind tonight. All right? Yes, sir. All right, let's go to the 901-901-864. Peace to you and yours. Caller from the 901, peace. All right, we're going to keep it moving. Let's go to 773-822. Caller from the 773. 
Peace. Call up for 773. You there? Is the UAP online? He's saying something. He's just not close to his phone. Peace, fan. Are you there? Hello? Hello? Peace, family. What's peace. good? Peace, peace. What's up with the gods? Everything's peace, good. Welcome to KTL. What's good with you, man? Chilling, chilling, man. Man, I've been following you, brother, for a long time, man, and everything you brother's been saying is right in the sack, man. But uh, I really want to holler at the um, brother KT, man, and see what his thoughts was about the, uh, the new Star Wars coming out. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, what's up, brother? How you doing? Peace, peace. What's up with it? Star Wars, I mean, you know, that's that's what Red and Blue, that's what they've just been talking about for the past past 30, you know what I mean? Um, as is above, so below. You know, everything that's going on inside our bodies, happening on Earth, here on this plane, and it's happening above us um, in the stars. So there's a reason why they're bringing that back out. Um, there's a reason why the first trailer was really focused on the brothers. You know, I mentioned on my page. Um, you know, he was a, he was in a. His name is John Boyega, uh, which is a uh, real powerful because he was in a, a movie called Attack of the Block. Attack of the Block was a movie where there was a alien invasion that happened on Earth, and he was protecting the, the block, the community, you know what I'm saying, from the alien invasion. Um, he was in a stormtrooper outfit, and then it flipped where it was all black, so it was melanated. The reason why he was in the desert was because they was a reiterating, or rather not them, but the divine intelligence was reiterating that segment energy, that epitomac energy of the Black Panther, because he was up for... Um, to be T'Challa. He was up to be the Black Panther with Chadwick Bosman. Chadwick Bosman beat him out. But nonetheless, you know, he got that role. And in the first trailer, he's in the Meriwether Kingdom because Tatooine looked just like Sedan. You know, he wake mm. up, he breathing all hard, and he got the Storm Trooper outfit on because Epitomac, the lion-headed deity of Kuss, is the Storm God. That's what they call him. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to have... Um, they're going to get back into the whole, you know, the Force energy. You know, Star Wars is always, a, um, Star Wars was like the first Matrix, you know what I'm saying? It it, it was it mm-hmm. an eye-opener, you know what I'm saying? So to have that come out, you got Avengers and you got that. Those are the two biggies this year. Um, it's just letting us know that, you know, we're moving into, you know, another state of consciousness, you know what I mean? And by them bringing back the old cast, you know what I'm saying? Looping it is what's so deep about Star Wars is one of the few movies that start in the middle. You know, they didn't ever start it from the beginning. The, the, the story starts in the middle, and now they, they're continuing, you know what I mean, the whole lineage 30 years later with the original cast and all that. So, you know, Metachlorian Count dealing with melanin and mitochondria and the Force, and, you know, they're just bringing it all back. And they got Boyega in there, and they got Lupita 
that was in 12 Years a Slave up in there, too. Um, you know, she's probably going to be some queen and uh, warrior, Jedi, melanated, you know what I mean, general <laughs> or something like that. But, you know, make, making their leeway. That's what's up. That's right. But, you All know, right. Millennium Falcon, Millennium Falcon. Okay, that's Thanks, bro. That's what's up, man. Oh, yeah, no problem. All right, family. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. All right. Peace. All right, y'all. Also, Brother A.A. Rashid has an upcoming lecture in the desert in in Las Vegas, Vegas. February 22nd. Shout out to my Vegas family out there. Shout out to my family, my Arizona family. They're going to be out there for that Super Bowl as well. We will be out there a week afterwards, from what I understand, or maybe a week and a half after going to the Rock and the Mineral show out there. So shout out to my AZ family. All right. Let's go to the 720-328-720-328. Call a peace. Uh, peace, bro. Peace. Peace. Yeah, shoot, uh, hey, man, before I start, I just want to share with y'all, brothers, that uh, like I'm very fearful of my own power right now because I'm so aware of what's going on, and I've been waiting for it. And, like, the reflections of myself within my nation, like, like brothers like y'all, like, um, like, the reason why I called is because, like, through the words that y'all use, I can hear. Like, I can hear. And, um, like, for an example, the brother said we need to have this conversation. Like, it's some it's some stuff that's been went on that we all know what it means, but it's some conversations that we're not having. And every time right. like minds get together... Man, honestly, bro, I be saying, <clears throat> I be saying a bunch of dancing. I be saying niggas bullshitting with the power that they have within themselves. Because when 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 we gather, we never leave doing something. We always leave knowing the same damn problems. Like it's like we didn't always have a conscious community, but no intelligence community. We just be aware, mm. but we don't be. The intelligence is what gathers all the cells together and make the body. We talk about organizing, but where do the organs come in? We just a bunch of individual cells going. We all think we going to. Really, oh, so I, I just put it like this, man. I mean, um, I mean, his brothers got decades in the game, but I got I got years under my belt, and I got my fam. You know, like my kids took care of, my wife took care of, my like my world. In, in all honesty, white supremacy don't exist in my world, so I'm qualified That's to right. speak and, and say, you know, like now I'm really not asking because I've been waiting. And shit, I've been wasting time waiting for that plan to come when I've been working on the damn near half my life. So shit, I'm like, I want to put like a challenge down. I want to put a challenge together. And look, peep, this the format with respect to Dr. Claude, man, because Dr. Claude 
say that that five story building. If we right. if 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 okay, you got your treasurer, that person personifies the first floor. Then you got your spokesman and your representative, nigga like polite really. Like that nigga is man, you, you put polite at you know, like at a uh just as an example, I'm just saying as an example. Uh right. for the second floor. Then you get Basically, you get five people to personify each part of the floor, each part of the building, and then that particular solution group come with solutions to specific things that we got to deal with right now, like like realism, none of that future projection, all this utopia. No, nah, nigga, like, what's going on right now? And and we all bang out. We bang it out. Ain't no use of debating about history when if, if we not applying it to no – Actual plan right now, so you do that, and um, everybody will be able to show and prove. You will see who really just out trying to make money off lectures and who really done been in their lab saying, this is what I'm about to do for the babies. Because silently, and I don't even know if it's purposeful, but we do have people who who probably want to see us liberated, but they making money off white supremacy because they teaching about how bad it is and what it done did and what it's going to do. Nigga, fuck it. How are how we going to beat it? I want to see brothers make money off that. So, man, I could go mm, on all right. night, man. I just came because the title say Open Dialogue, and the brother said we need to have a conversation. So um, I'm here, man. I'm, I'm here. Yeah, that's it, brother. Yeah, you a legend. So I got to say, you know, I just want everybody to put them squads up, man. Like, uh, if 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 some people don't really got a whole squad, they out here and they, you know, they feel like they on their own, but they don't know we so deep. We Family, not, man. We, have we you, deep. Have we you just ever, not. Uh, yeah. Have you? I like do this. Go on YouTube, cause this is how you tell your numbers. Go on. Go pick 10 Umar videos. Go pick 10 Professor Griff videos. Go 10 Polite videos. 10 SETI videos. Go on Sarnetta TV then. Go on Black Magic 363 and count the numbers. Yeah. And then and then when you count the numbers, multiply that by a derivative of 5 or 10 for the people who are not online and for the people who are not leaving comments. And for the people who are not watching those videos, and then you'll see what our numbers are. Man. It's too I'm many here, man. people. It's, the numbers is too – I'm a numbers <laughs> person. The numbers is too crazy for nothing to be happening. Yeah, like, man. Like, I understand. Yeah. I, understand yeah, I, I, man. I appreciate the influence that it's having. Oh, influence. Oh, yo, uh, you know, niggas in sports and shit, you know what I'm saying? I see an onk, somebody's wearing an onk online. You know what I mean? Like, that's weak shit. I don't, that's nothing. That That's yeah. not feeding the babies. It's not helping them. It ain't doing nothing. So, that's what, like you were saying. It's people out there that got it. Like, I, I know this for a fact. It's dudes that's sitting on M's. Maybe even collectively bees, and they were they ready to come in and do something, 
But it's like you said, they come from a structure where there's teams, where there's, there's discipline and there's a form of structure of team. And they know that there's venture capitalists, there's round A, round B, seed investors. They deal with a certain kind of discipline when it comes to their money. They're not going to jump out the fucking window. They're not going to get on Twitter and say, Hotep. They're not doing none of that stuff. They ain't, they ain't trying to do it. They, they don't want to be on hidden colors. You feel what I'm saying? But they got the money to invest, and they got the they got the the power and the influence to bring all kind of people on board. But they they looking for some kind of unity, some not not unity like niggas holding hands online and hugging and shit. A unified purpose. You don't gotta get along with each other. You don't have to. Niggas don't all have to believe in the Hebrew Israelite version of their Jesus or no the no. Uh, Islamic Quran and all of that. That's not unity. The unity is a unified purpose. What is your purpose? What the fuck do you reincarnate? To govern ourselves, yeah. That's, what I'm, like gotta, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Who's causing like, the uh, shelter? Man, it's it's a lot of different ways we can do that. It's just that gotta we gotta keep we gotta constantly steer the dialogue towards you know some type of collective government. Um, I'm I'm not gonna say I don't I, I I I'll be the first to start blabbing how we should do it, but I'm I'm not in this by myself. Yeah, people gotta start yeah, putting the money. That's like, how is we gonna we gonna How is we gonna control these five blocks? Yeah. Um, 
I was gonna say, uh, like when? Cause I'm man, I'm I'm I ain't gonna say I'm antsy with it, and uh, uh, like I like I'm cautious, and I understand I understand what's really going on as far as how I gotta maneuver with life on this earth, and so, but at the same time, like. I, I'm man. I'm the person in every conversation I know now. Like I'm looking at the now or the no. Like it's a like the uh, what the brother said earlier. I ain't never um, I ain't never heard it like that. But I man, I fully get it because that's how I think about time. When uh, the brother said, "Where's our first? If we measuring this in the second, like man, I'm in the now. So man, when I'm like this moment, man, I'm here. So, man, if I'm sharing this with y'all, I'm like, hell no. I'm not about to hang up this damn phone talking about uh, still thinking on the maybe or should have or how we going. Man, we about to think of something to just lay a seed down. Otherwise, the shit's a waste. Ain't no use of staying in the mental world no more. We here. Man, this earth, man, this our earth. And, and you got somebody who I know this, uh, I know this African brother who I build with, and this happened last night. He 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 literally came out his mouth and said it. He don't, like, like what can I do? Like, no, you a, you a man, and you taking care of your son, and you basically going to run. Every time I tell you they here, you say you going to run there. Every time I tell you they there, you going to run here. Man, they taking the globe, bro. So I don't I don't waste none of my time knowing that. Because my seeds is already here, and I gotta make sure that the earth don't fucking explode while they on it. So I, mean, I don't mean right. to keep getting all, you know, antsy, but bro, man, I'm about to explode because I got all this info in me, information. I want to form. I don't need it to stay within no more. I'm ready to build, man. Indeed. That's real talk. That's real talk. Where you live at, bro? Man, I'm right now. I'm in Colorado, but I'm okay. I grew up in Detroit. I'm in Colorado for uh, uh, anybody it, anybody who end up coming across me who know me know why I'm in Colorado. Because uh, I mean, Detroit is a city that's uh, I know the science of how they really destroying the cities from the inside out, and I ended up here because. Uh, uh, Situations with law enforcement, et cetera, et cetera. Um, okay. All, all that's past me, though. I beat that. Um, but congrats. In the, in, the, in the midst of me beating that, I started a family out here. So I'm, I'm a. Uh, I ain't even got no damn community to go to, bro. Cause it ain't no. Where do I Where do I go in this country? And I and I raise my kids, and I can be like, man, I can count on this community being ran by us. That's how I know it's a fucking problem because I'm homeless. I have a I have a house that I live in. We warm, we sleep, we eat. But bro, technically, yo, my whole fucking nation is homeless. We don't have any communities. I'm stuck in a fucking mountain surrounded by white folks, bro. Yeah. This shit is not cool. And, and what would you say about the cities that's booming? They booming. When I say they booming, they booming. They did, and then the weed legalized and all that cash. Brothers who used to sell weed can't even sell weed no more because dispensary getting getting it with state tax. So they I'm just like, out. damn man, how I can't? I'm 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 a man, y'all. I ain't with. I, I don't like 
man, when I see other brothers, it it makes them look like I'm getting my ass kicking. That ain't how I live, man. We under siege, you know? So I say all that all right. to say I'm in Colorado, bro. But I don't need nobody, I don't need no motherfucker chesting out at me like, oh, he and, man, I man, I grew up in Detroit, Vietnam, and I got all the stripes to prove it. So, whatever, yeah. Oh, nah, nah, I'm just, I'm no, just No, 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 that was just, yeah. that was just an FYI. It wasn't nothing, no disrespect. Nah, I feel you. It was just I'll an FYI. And it, it goes back to the conversation that I was having earlier about identifying these boom cities not just to say where they're at, to 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 imply to our brothers and sisters, those millions of us that are out there, you know, to plant the seed and say that, oh, all right, you know, this is about being able to sit down and formulate a plan, a five-year to a ten-year plan, and saying, yo, if Colorado was booming. I'm not waiting to see how many people wake up in Colorado. Why don't 10 of us get together and go to Colorado and set up shop? Why don't we put some shit together with all of this paperwork that we know how to do and all of these? We got we got the tools to penetrate the matrix, especially if we start putting technology in our, on our belt, especially if we start learning other things about agriculture, horticulture, um, you know, uh, you know, we get into filmmaking and all of these other things that are lucrative. We get on our renaissance shit, but we go to these places that are booming and assert ourselves and put ourselves into that stream. I spoke about it before, the simple fact that why the hell are we a community or a network of people and we, we, we don't have a construction union? Why am I in New York during the daytime? Why can't I go somewhere where I'm getting $40 an hour to build something? What's the problem? And, and and all of these niggas that's in New York, that's conscious, they don't work no nine-to-five office job where they pushing the damn pen. These people, they got records. You know what I'm saying? They got the kind of energy where, you know, brothers talk about they builders and destroyers and whatnot. Why we don't got a local? Why we not building? Why we not getting multimillion-dollar contracts if we build pyramids? Why we not building buildings out here to prepare ourselves for when it's time to go and build these little small neighbor um, uh, 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 cul-de-sacs that will build up into a small city, that will build up into a town and things of that nature? We got to start from somewhere, though. We have wheel. to start from somewhere. And, and, and brothers got OSHA licenses. They got electronic, uh, uh, they got the electronic, uh, electron, electrician certificates, carpenter, brick masons. That's amongst us right now. They teach niggas that in the pen. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like we could go, we could come to your town. You're in Colorado. It, it, it's, you know, there's all kind of opportunities out there. You know? Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying to the brothers and sisters who have the ability to remove themselves from a, uh, an environment, because remember, environment, your DNA, and all kind of other things are a result of, the, they, like they really say, product of your environment. If you live in a war zone or if you live in an area where you're not able to eat or if you live in an area where the frequency is so low that you don't even want to come out your house because you might have to put hands on somebody or you might there's no one to talk to and, and build with, you know what I mean? We we spending time, and I'm not I'm not talking to you specifically, but brothers and sisters are spending time in the social media realm where they're supposed to be coming together and building, 
them niggas are online arguing with each other. Some of the comments I read on YouTube under the, the, the videos that Sinet and some of these brothers put up, it make me want to cry. The kind of negativity that these brothers is exposing uh, to each other. And I'm like, yo, y'all should have spent that time saying, yo, where you live at? Yo, I got a business. I want to do business with you, brother. Or I got an right. idea. I want to, I want to, let's Google Hangout or something or let's link, let's. Well, you, you got. We just gotta have, like, cause even my even my son is aware now. Like, we gotta have defenses for stuff like that, man. Just and it's because we we got we you. I mean, y'all know the science of how how people sick. Like some of the family is sick. So yeah. when when someone in your household is sick, like you and you know you yeah. you know you done been on you been on that tip. You know you good. Yo, my you like man. I ain't even. You know you good, but yeah. you still gonna take precaution. You know you still not gonna. Oh, I love you, but don't kiss me, don't hug me. No, man, don't, no, I don't wanna. No, I'm good. I know that tastes good, but no, nah, keep your own spoon to yourself. So it's right. uh, as we build and as we um, it's wild because you would you would think that the Hebrews would notice because from what I see about that culture, there was a separation that took place and. I'm not. I'm not gonna get into all the other stuff, but it just seems like they was like, "Ugh, y'all nasty. We don't want to be with y'all." Our guy said we can go over here. We about to take that. Why, brothers? Mm-hmm. They just did that. Like that's that's that's. Uh, I just seen brothers break down the science of how certain people in their mind state is a literal. It's literally a cancer to the planet. So why hasn't a collective separation took place? Once that happened, um, and I ain't saying um. Uh, I'm just saying, like, uh, in, in simple ways, man, once you separate and you begin to build your own, you don't let sick people well, come in and destroy you. There, so. Yeah, there was a Hebrew Israelite. Hello? 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 Yeah, I don't know what happened to the line. Right. All right, his line dropped. He'll call right back. Man, I yeah, was so like, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling him on that. Uh, you know, uh, about um, I don't know. Some we isolated in this. I don't know, man. We, <clears throat> I was just thinking about law enforcement. Like once we get our own <clears throat> way of governing ourselves, and I don't mean like police. I don't. I don't like getting caught up in English words because people be having images that come up that in their mind is not what I be meaning. But when you got an order about yourself and a in a way of living, then you got natural laws you go by. I think everybody who hearing me speak right now, you know, clean themselves after they relieve themselves. It's like a law. You ain't got to you got to write that down and enforce it, but it enforces itself. So, right. Order, order creates law enforcement naturally, and the minute that we have a collective will, and that we begin going in the same direction at the same time, that's gonna create its own law enforcement to expose who not right and exact. I love doing it, and I never lose either. Like I don't, when I when I pull a sword out, it's out of righteousness because somebody done broke a damn law and they. 
they just run. And I never lose. You never lose. We never lose when we pull that sword in righteousness. So, man, I just want to challenge everybody, bro. Like, man, put up. Like, what are we going to do? If everybody just starts saying what they think we should do, the, whole, the dialogue would change. It would be collectively. That's all these niggas talk about all day is what they going to do. But that ain't. that's not what be going on. People just be talking about what we could do or what happened or what they going to do or what they doing to us. Bro, stop me at any time, bro, because I don't, I don't want to babble, but you see where I'm going. Nah, nah, you're good. You're creating a dialogue and you're creating a conversation. You all playing that seed here tonight that you're talking about, so. Man, well, I got a, um, you know, I created a, uh, I created a, man, and I, <laughs> I tried to get brothers to do it for me for a while, and I ended up just, it took me like a month and a half, and I put a little site together, and I, I formatted it with the idea of, um, with the idea of a government in which the people, it, the people got the last say. So, like, it's, it's like the self is the government, and like instead of the state, basically instead of the state, it's like the United States. But shoot, the real name of it is the United Self. But it's, it's instead of the United States, it's the United Self, and uh, the. Each like religious group, school of thought, or organization was all political parties within the self-government. So the Hebrews put who they put up. I didn't put the Hebrews on there, but I, for some reason that's that's on my tongue because it, that, it's the social media. We got our own little media, and that don't be having this effect on me because I, I don't really deal with Hebrews like that. But just as an example, they would be a political party. And nothing more, nothing right. less, because they would have to, because in order for them to qualify in the league or to qualify and represent in their community, if they really took it serious, they would have to speak on certain things we're going through, making them a uh, you know a party, and um, and then uh, it was nine different issues. It was uh, nationhood. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, lack of nationhood, lack of familyhood, abortion, health. Wealth, uh, land and space, uh, prison slash slavery, media slash imagery, and education, and those had to all be addressed. Then I threw, I, I took it even further, and then through the little um, Dr. Carr's format, and all the parties had to have that format. It's putting their first five representatives up, and um, when you log on to the site, it's a part on there where you. Say what would you do, and you put your solution up there. You put your idea up because some people got good tangible ideas, but they don't have a way to share it, or they don't have enough people to help them. So you Indeed. upload it and you do your do. You do your do and you put it up there. And then look, because everybody say, "Why well, you gonna how how we gonna what about economics? What about tax base, dog? If we gonna be a nation, then your membership dues or whatever is your that's the tax base." And I put it as um. A unit, and um, one unit was three dollars and sixty cent. And when when I started breaking that down, I put it in. Uh, when you go in there and you click on the tab on districts, I got the top metropolitan areas around the world, sixty, and our 
Because this is ours. I don't know what we're going to call it or what it is, but as we go through that, what we got here on this continent, 60 metropolitan areas in which it's 100,000 or more of us, or 75,000 or more of us. Uh, most of them is 100, but it's it's a few on there that was worth me putting on there if people was to see what they are. And, um, and right. then 60 abroad, then 60 abroad, and, um, and, and all of those districts is really one united self. Each citizen is a cell. All cells make organs. The organs is certain institutions that got to make the body work. Um, and the intelligence is uh, the NIA, and the NIA was National Issue Addressment, and they was the ones that made sure those nine issues that I spoke of stay within the dialogue of the political parties because obviously do we know that the actual government is always controlled by the intelligence. So my my intelligence with the NIA and the government was the United Self uh, Board of Solution Groups, and those was all the political parties that I told you about, which was the schools of thought and the religions. And um, and everybody in the issue, we just bang. We bang on the issues. And, uh, and um... Because just that issue right there, man, if you have... I wanted to do a media conference um, after uh, after the stuff started going down in Ferguson because I realized uh, I was um, uh, as I signed my lease in my new place. I was I used to be over here a lot before I moved my family and just like building by myself, getting my own energy in the place. And uh, that's right when everything was going on. So when I get off work, I come over here. I spend like three, four hours just like. Facts, 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 facts. Searching, searching, searching through stuff, searching through stuff, following this, following that, hitting everybody up. Like I was the, I was the, uh, I was the horn. Cause a lot of people was, you, you know how you got relatives who still be getting caught up in the matrix, and you be have to tell them no, don't believe that. Look, this is what really happened. So, right. I'm like damn man, social media is so strong because everybody really getting hit to stuff and. It's because they got a news source. So I'm like, man, what would happen if, like, five or ten brothers who got blog talk, radio shows, or YouTube channels, what if they all just had, like, one little show together? And they just <laughs> all, you know, said to their audience, this is what we about to do. Man, them, them ten, that 10,000 turned to 100,000 real quick. And that hundred thousand turned to five hundred thousand real quick, um, but I had to be I had to calculate well, all my steps, you know. So I mean, I mean, on that thought, by opening up the line to our next guest, this brother has those YouTube outlets that you speak of, with fifty thousand plus subscribers on it. So I want to bring in brother Rich from the six four six. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Yo, Blue, you hear me? Hello? Yo, Blue, you hear me? Yeah, we hear you, Rich. Oh, oh, Hello? yeah, what's good, y'all? Just calling, showing support. Um, what up, bitch? What's I'm up, brother? What's good, y'all. Yo, I did. Uh, what's this? What's this? Just uh, open line tonight? Y'all just, y'all just uh, building? Yeah, this open line. 
Okay, yo, I, yo, I did an interview um, real quick, uh, a couple of things. I did an interview with your brother KT, man. KT's on some other shit, man. The stuff <laughs> this brother was talking about in the interview, man, it, it, it was amazing, man. And I'm not, I listened to him a little bit in the past, but I never really, like, paid, gave him full attention. And the past few lectures the brother did, man, he really... He, it was some, you know, incredible stuff, man. So I got to give a shout-out to KT, the Arch Degree. Uh, check out his website, yohollywooddecoded.com. He's going to be in New York this Friday and Sunday for everybody in New York, um, Friday at Nicholas. So anybody in Brooklyn, come out. It's going to be a, a magnificent 3D visual presentation. But besides that, man, me and Blue was building a little bit on um, last time uh, we, we did an interview. We was at the um, the UAM. And uh, me, Blue Red, was talking about, you know, organizations. And uh, Blue had mentioned the Similarities Conference. But I had asked yeah. them, and I just want to, you know, expound on it a little bit because I was kind of reminded by it by somebody else, some, some uh, uh, you know, like a friend of a friend of mine, um, you know, they, they, they're getting into the information and they're excited. And just like everybody else, the first thing they want to do, a person says, is, I want, to, I want to help. I want to help the world. I want to change the world. If you ask somebody, what do you want to do in your life? I want to change the world. I want to, I want to help people. So, um, one of my family members had told them, well, you know, they was like, let's go outside and help this person, and let's do this and let's do that. So, my, my one of my family members had told them, you know, well, I gotta, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm focusing more on home right now. I gotta help home. I gotta take care of some things at home. I got to get some things situated before I put myself out there and decide to help people. So the person immediately called, um, you know, my family member, uh, selfish. So it kind of reminded me of, you know, what I was talking with Blue about. It seems as though, like, it's kind of weird. It's like we kind of skip over everything happening at home and want to help the world. Why don't people, and this is not everybody, of course. I'm not anti-organization or anti, you know, unity, but it seems as though people who want to unite, some, a lot of people that I come across, they don't have their shit together at home. And I guess they done gave up on their home, so they feel as though it would be easier to be a part of something. It's almost like there's a saying, it's easier to give somebody else advice than not give yourself advice. It's like people want to skip giving themselves advice or their their girl or their man if you're a woman. I mean, like I I know a sister that a a a boyfriend don't eat right, don't you know watch world star hip hop all day long, but she wants to help the world. And I'm like, yo, watch, what's up with home? Start with home. Why why jump out into the world immediately? So that's I just want to build with Blue on that a little bit because that aspect I totally disagree with. I feel as though, and I kind of agree with Seti on that, as far as a lot of weak individuals, you're too weak to do it on your own. You're too weak to do it individually, so you want help from a collective. But you kind of, there's also, when somebody says, there's something that they call a thought behind a thought. You, you have a thought, you'll, think, you'll, you'll say unity, but behind that thought of unity, there's another thought that's saying, I can't do it on my own. I failed. So I need you niggas to help me do this thing the right way. I'm too weak, so I need you niggas to help this or help that. Help. And it's not wrong. We're looking for help. 
but I just it's just weird to me that people always skip over the home the whole home aspect and immediately go to the unity. I I guarantee we took a survey, man. I guarantee you a lot of people that scream unity if we survey their home, shit won't be right. And I know everybody ain't perfect, but I just think that we need to focus more and get this home shit, this root, this foundation. There's people that are leaders of organizations that ain't even got a woman. That ain't even got a woman. And the foundation of everything, no matter what you talk about, is the black man and the black woman. That family structure. There's people that tell us about, about, tell us about relationships that ain't got a mate. Like, this shit is crazy, man. And, and like I said, nobody's, my shit ain't all, everything flowing perfectly, and I don't have one issue. But I know that I want to focus. The majority of my effort and my energy goes into building my home. Because if I could become an expert at building my home, then I can help build a community. But how am I going to build a community? How can you build a mansion if you can't build a small home or, you know, a, a little brick building? You know what I'm saying? It just seems as though we create these huge dreams because we know we'll never achieve them. And we'll just be stuck in this limbo of dreaming instead of facing reality and what we're doing right now and just fix what's going on right now. You know what I'm saying? But t- uh, help me out with this one, Blue. What you think about that? <laughs> I mean, as we've been having these conversations, you know, we both agree that everything that we're looking at outside of ourselves is a reflection of the dynamic right, of right. the collapse of the home. You know what I'm saying? So everything that we seem to not agree with about ourselves as people and even as individuals more than likely stems from some sort of core issue that started at home or there was in our home environment. If it was in our direct home environment, then it was, you know, something that our cousins was going through or, you know, our people next door, we feel their pain, you know what I'm saying? And then collectively, we got the TV and we got the social settings, so we're exposed to more individuals. It's bringing more pain because we know that there's more destabilization of the home based on the multitude of attacks that the family home structure has taken in the last 20, 30, 40 years. So that's something that can't be overlooked. I do know a lot of people, though, that for whatever reason, They've already turned their back on that particular dynamic because they like, look, my mom and them, they're not going to reverse how they feel about white Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Right. My cousin them, they're not going to put down this white flower. You know what I'm saying? My shorty, she's not going to stop watching Empire or Scandal. There's nothing I can do with her. So they start unplugging themselves from that, and they start looking for commonality amongst people that share the same thoughts as them, right? They say your air likes be alike because they see alike. So people are now searching for those same people of their particular ilk. And that's where, you know, this idea about community, communing with others that think like you, that eat like you, you know, that have the particular same ideals that you have, that's where those things come from. So it's a form of survival. I wouldn't necessarily call it quote-unquote weakness, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. somebody is always going to grab it, talk something that is going to make them complete and whole. 
And if a person can't do that on their quote-unquote own, right, because you're saying that you, you can't build this whole by yourself. Because we're talking mm-hmm. about paradigms. We're talking about people in their heart that want to see certain aspects of the world change, whether it's for them or for the babies that they in these streets that they can clearly see the pain that these babies is going through. So, and, and just like, you know, the young brother on the line right before you was talking about, he said he experimented in home and he got the home thing situated. So now his foundation is sound. He wants to move out and affect change on a larger scale. So right. there are those people as well that are not finding anybody on that level. It's like, okay, I got my situation together as well. You know what I'm saying? And now we can stand mm-hmm. out and move out and do what we got to do. So, you know, it, it goes back to what we're saying about the need and a necessity to have a, similar, a similarity seminar because people still need to know that there are other people that are moving in a particular direction that's similar to theirs and thinking like they are. And then, you know, minus all of the other smaller particulars that might cancel out you wanting to unify your energy with somebody else. Like their doctrine says that, you know, children are uh, uh, available to become pregnant at the age of nine or something like that. You know, that's where Mm -hmm. the conflicts come in. So now, see now, now what I'm trying to figure out though is you know no, now there's no I'm not saying right or wrong I'm just understanding different perspectives and ideas and perceptions and things like that and trying to you know build on my own understanding you know what I'm saying so I definitely hear what you're saying um, in regards to that um, well, I, you know and I'm you know I'm out there um, I, I I listen more than I talk. So I'm out there, uh, you know, I'm building with brothers and whether it's selling DVDs or just wherever and sisters. And it seems as though I'm trying to figure out, Blue, why is it Why is it not in the household you grew up in, like your mom or your aunt or your cousins or them, but as, as a man or as a woman, when you decide to build your own family, it seems as though it's, it's real hard. It's harder for people to build their home structure. And it's like they're not succeeding at that. But then they'll go to a lecture or a seminar or they'll meet up somewhere with people, people of like mind, and they'll find that on the outside. But I'm like, why didn't I not bring that home, finding that, and they're bringing that home? It's like if, even if they find it at a lecture, once they bring it home, those two conscious minds alike, it, it don't work after a year, two or three years. The marriage rate is down drastically. The Conscious marriage rate is down, I guess you could say in that sense, where the speakers used to always have wives, where come with them to the seminars, and now it, it's, it's a little different now. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we kind of got Griffin Zaza, Breath of Fresh Air, where we can see uh, both polarities. But as far as, like, Bobby always talking about Linda and Ajwa Kwesi talking about Mary Kwesi, I mean, uh, you don't and really Phil get talking that. about Nalani. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't really have the, the new the, generation the batch younger, of, of Right, you yeah. don't get that but 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 guess what? They had lectures meeting people of like mind, but when it come when they bring that shit home, for some reason that shit ain't working. And I'm like, 
why the fuck it ain't working for y'all at home and y'all talking all this community thing? I, that's why I'm not, you know, like I said, I'm just trying to figure it out. Like, I'm trying to see why, what's not, because I remember Bobby when used to talk about Linda all the time and Aswell, like you said, and all these speakers, they, every uh, every half an hour they had to mention their queen's name. You're not getting that. You're getting black women ain't shit now. You know what I'm saying? You're getting uh, black women. You know, you, you get, that's what you get now. It's, it's, it, the game done changed. So I'm like, well, damn. You mean all these conscious individuals at lectures and concerts and Afropunk? Why ain't it translating to that that home structure? And that's the only, my only thing, man. I just, I think I really want people to just really focus on home, man. There's things that I got to continue to improve on in home right now, today. Right now, when I get up the phone, I got to improve with myself. And I just don't want to shoot for the stars when I got shit right in front of me that I got to, you know, take care of, man. So I'm just, I, I just seen the change, Blue, from, you know, those speakers to the new speakers, you know what I'm saying? And you used to have to fly them and their wife out, you know what I'm saying? It was it was just kind of it was kind of different than and what Red called and what mean, his Facebook uh, post the golden era of a uh, that's that's, that's a good observation. And if you would notice, the majority of the people that you mentioned, minus about one or two, they don't belong to what we would classify as a hip hop generation. Right. So what is it about our demographic and our generation that doesn't necessarily enforce the image of, you know, solid couples, power couples, you know, teams and things of that nature? Shout out to yeah. Brother Aleem and his queen. You know what I'm saying? He's always yeah, that's another example. present yeah, with yeah. her. Yeah, that's hip-hop metaphysics. So <clears throat> I can't take anything away from the, the demonstration that they set for us. Um, you know, but there, there's not too many other unions that we get to see that are solidified, you know what I'm saying, and that are, that are consistent. And I think that has a lot to do with the indoctrination of the fact that, you know, a lot of us came through certain aspects of, of hip-hop, which, you know, all right, let me use an analogy, Right? And Bruce Lipton used this analogy to explain how cells pick up signals and send those signals, you know, to the DNA to change and evolve who we are. When you look at a TV, right, think of the TV as hip-hop. Think of the antenna as the streets. Think of the signal that hits the antenna as society at large. So the signal or society is having an effect on street culture, right? Street culture is projecting the beam through the TV, which is hip-hop as a platform. That's what the rest of the world sees, okay? So hip-hop is reflective of street culture, which is affected by society at large. So there are certain things that have seeped into our whole image and concept of what society is, right, directly into the street and we use hip-hop to project it as a medium to the rest of the world. And just like when children sit in front of TV and TV trains the children, hip-hop also has trained the world and trained these children. We don't love these hoes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We don't need right. her for this. We don't need her for that. So if a, if, if a brother is able to break <clears throat> that particular construct, 
man up and say, now I'm going to be responsible enough, you know what I'm saying, to even marry a thotis, you know, mm-hmm. to take her from uh, uh, a thotis to a goddess, so whatever you got, you know what I'm saying, whatever <laughs> that trajectory is, society don't support that. Society's telling you that you can't save her. Society's telling you can't change her into a housewife. Society's pointing at her and say, look at Amber Rose. You know what I'm saying? As bad as she is, as much as she's a dream of, of many men and what have you, you know what I'm saying? And she's suitable to be put on that pedestal or only her back. So these are things mentally that our generation has to shift through, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's just a whole different mentality that was handed to us that's supported by the background frequency that is dominant society that gets synthesized through street culture and projected through hip-hop. Hey, bro, can I add on? Please. Like, um, and then, like, to add to, uh, to add to being affected, you know, by the negative aspect, um, when you try to balance it out, because I got married young, like, real young, and... When you look for an example, man, it's hard because, like, right now I don't even have no, I don't have no couple friends. Like, we don't have no no friends who married. And then, like, we got very, very, very few elders that we can go to for counseling. So Indeed. if our households is already broke, you know, brothers really try to put their families back together sometimes. I can't speak for everyone, but I, I know myself. Like, I sincerely try to put my immediate family together as well as the one that I've been constructing. Like, I've been trying to put everything together, but sometimes you don't really got no example. It's no instruction manual. You got, you know, elders who give you game, but really, man, I'll, I'll be the first to say, I don't, we don't got, like, a lot of examples to teach these kids how to stay married, be married, healthy. Damn, they're all of us going through post, what's it, uh, post-traumatic slave disorder. So, Mm-hmm. That, that that come out in relationships, and I'm, man, it's it's not a lot of counseling to get through that, man. That's and that's that junk is difficult, y'all. Nah, I mean, Ooh. yeah, especially in 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 this community, because the counseling has to be somewhat tailored to specific needs, to a whole different yeah. type of conversation. Because you could have went through the transformation, and she could be coming through after you. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. there's there's a whole you know she you both gotta divorce yourself from the matrix you both gotta unplug you feel me mm-hmm. yeah and every waking moment you laying there like damn am I laying next to somebody that's gonna fall for the stake mm-hmm. right and that's gonna put is is they're gonna morph into the Smith so mm-hmm. it's they a whole different type on. of dynamic. You know, definitely shout shout out, uh, especially since I was about nineteen, uh, to the brother Sarnetta. Even though uh, with all the crazy stuff he do, <laughs> he's a shining example of a brother, a family man, and a brother oh, yeah. who always, it down. you know, deals with his wife. He mentions, you know, you you know the brother, you know, holds it down for his wife. That's so that's, that's a hip hop power couple as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely don't want to. Uh, Forget that, but that's you know I I just I, I had that when I was twenty, 
You know what I'm saying? I'm in my 30s now, but the brothers in their 20s don't have what I had when I was 20. So, you know, shit, I got something to that I can reminisce on. Shit, even if I was single, but these brothers, they ain't even got nothing to reminisce on. Because at 20, right. they ain't getting that example. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just yeah. like, Shout out I'm to, just um, trying to figure out. Because I'm like, damn, is that community shit going to work? Because this home shit ain't working right now. Brothers got knowledge to sell. They going to lectures. And I'm like, <laughs> damn, I'm like, damn, man. Is sisters that bad? Yeah. Is brothers that bad? Because we both hey, complain about will. each other. It, it ain't it ain't they complain about us or we complain about them. We both talking shit about each other constantly. Every time a situation like Ray Rice come up, you see how divided it is exactly. Because they we That's start right. talking shit about them. They talking about us. We telling them they more masculine. They telling us don't ever put your hands on a woman. So it comes up, you know what I'm saying. But uh, you know, I just you know I want to see more of that that union, man. I want to see more of that union. You know that 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 yeah. electromagnetic energy flowing. Shout out to um, Adam Ali and Professor Griff for the example that they set. Right, like the right. brother said at the lecture, even if they're not considered a quote unquote couple, the fact that they're able to share this platform to build as a unit and to show people the example it means a lot. And I think from that, many seeds are planted. So I'm I'm yeah. when I see that. Shout out to Eminem as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you got to keep in mind as well. When the brother Blue was adding on about the hip hop culture, you know, we got to also factor in your phone. We also have to factor in, you know the social engineering place in the 70s or late 60s with the rise of feminism and the effects that it has had on relationships because this is not a conscious thing. This is not a, a hip-hop thing. Like, our parents got affected by that. Mm. You got grandparents that are single right now, like, I, I, would, I would, you know, this shit is, you know, shit rolled downhill from that point on. The images, the image, like, like when you look into the pictures of the past, and when you look into the images of the past, and when you look into family albums and things of that nature, like I see when the break is, I, I see the break. Nobody can't say that it was poverty and things like that because, you know, people were going through issues, money issues, and things of that nature, problems with the bills and all of that, like. Many of us come from roach-infested houses when we were little. You know what I'm saying? And, and all kinds of stuff, mayonnaise sandwiches. And, you know, we we were people were living in in overt poverty back in the days. So don't you know? Nobody can't talk. Like, who's training the minds of these women and these men? What is what is what is society doing to us? You understand what I'm saying? I mean, shit, you can just look at empire. That's who what they doing. Who has been planting seeds into the mentality of, you know, uh, individuals that think that, you know, bisexualism and homosexuality is the norm? That shit is rampant. And I've seen the tear relationships up. Feel what I'm saying? You know, who's planting the seeds of monogamous? 
monogamy and things of that nature to make a brother feel like, you know, to have all kind of side chicks to feel like a man, you know. And the last time that I checked, I thought that this community, one of the mission statements of this community was to, you know, be a safe haven for certain kind of values and principles and integrity and things of that nature that weeded out all of that romanistic lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? But when you look inside the community, there it is. Now it's unchecked. Like the brother said, he said when he came on our show, there's no discipline in this community. All you got to do is show up and say, hold tap, and you win. So, I mean, does that, that make, that makes it, does that make it a community? I mean, in every community, you got to, why, why, my, my, my question would be, brother, then why continue calling it a community? If you look at the nation of Islam, if you look at, um, you know, Jehovah Witness, when we say community, there's like a hierarchy, there's like, they have actual members, there's like sheets, there's, you know, you know who's a member of this organization, this community. Why mm-hmm. do we continue to say conscious community if, like, all you got to do, somewhere there's a gay white dude with, an, with a comedic name online right now acting like he's a part of the conscious community, and we just automatically assume he's one. We don't know who the hell they are. Why do we keep saying well, com- the, the, yeah. the community if we don't even know who these people are? We don't even know how they look. You think if you think if I go on uh, ChristianMingle.com, they're gonna talk shit about the Christian community? They don't know who the fuck them people are on there. Anybody can yeah. pose online and say I'm this, I'm that, or just get a comedic name. And right now, I mean, the infamous, to be conscious is just be aware. To be aware, to be aware is mainstream now. Everybody talks about. Everybody done talked about the Illuminati. Everybody knows about. Uh, GMOs, Monsanto, this shit is mainstream now. It's the so, age of awareness. <laughs> exactly. So we keep saying that everybody's fucking conscious now. Everybody knows this shit. It's just a matter of applying it. But as far as community, there's no community. There's well, no like I don't know you. You don't know me. I don't know how you look. I've never you know I, I've never five. seen you at a meeting. That's, I can't say mm-hmm. I would be foolish to leave the phone and then to say I was talking to a brother from the conscious community. I wouldn't say that. I don't know, but this is what we're doing. We talk to somebody online for 10 minutes, or we meet somebody at a lecture, and then we say, yeah, the brothers brothers in the college community be bugging out. And who said they was part of the community? They came out one time. We don't know who the hell they are. Like these other communities, they know who's a member of the community. This is just like, I mean, I don't know. And like I said, I don't have that, all the answers. or you know, I may have the answers for me, but not for you know other people. But I'm I'm just trying to... Figure it out like everybody else, man. See what's observing it, analyzing it. Um, but if Betty you know said there's no discipline, it got to be rules to be disciplined. And rules course, usually yeah. imply some type of borders and boundaries, and then you start to see something forming. Man, we it's too. I said that earlier. It's just too much randomness. Everybody going their own way. That's gonna it's gonna continue to be this type of chaos if. You know, if everybody don't collectively do something together, I know that sounds cliche. If that's that's vague, but I mean, but, but you, you, dialogue got to swing that way. You see what I'm saying? But this is this is what I'm this is what I'm this is the million dollar question. What you just said is what I talked about earlier. Anytime there's a problem, 
we and I'm not saying I'm right or I'm wrong, but I'm trying to figure it out and I'm being honest with myself. I'm not just going based off statements I've been hearing. So you said things are going to keep going this way until we collectively figure it out. What about if that never fucking happens? What if the answer is we have to figure it out individually first before we collectively all come together and figure it out? I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just that's, saying I'm just offering something, a different way of looking at it, you know? Oh, I mean, well, you are right because if, like, okay, you're not going to, let's say, you know, uh, uh, four or five fathers sit down and uh, they, they begin speaking about a problem. The person who's sitting down who's not a father, they, they sit and speak. They sit and open up their mouth. So I, I'm I'm not trying to collectively solve nothing with nobody who ain't individually figured it out. You gonna you you can tell when they open up their mouth they haven't figured it out, and that's how I come out and even deal with a lot of uh, a lot of the just. I mean it's been it's I didn't heard that for like years. I ain't a part of the conscious community because X Y Z, but I didn't see no separation in nothing built next to it. So like I it's uh, I don't know man it's. In, individually, man, I can hear it in people. Let me, know yeah. We're not. Let me do this in all fairness. I'm going to open up the line and bring another caller. We could continue the dialogue. I just want to bring more people in. Right, right, right. right. Caller from the 213-804. Peace. Hey, yo, peace to the family and nations, y'all. Peace to everybody, my booty clinks this. Peace to the fields. Peace to KT, the guards. Peace to the anonymous colleague that's on the air building. One of the things I wanted to um, build on is earlier in the conversation, and I'm sorry to butt in, but he brought me in. I didn't want to lose the idea before it's done. Y'all speaking of the apathy in the community about why people don't do anything. And one of the things I noticed is that in most of the narratives that people throw out to the um, community to structure the thought and their logic, the background of it is the fatalism of the white man's society. And I think that's the overpowering dynamic because most of the people believe in that. So when you start talking about that end times, whether you're a Hebrew Israelite or you wanted the black power movement and the white man's society is ending and this is ending, that fatalistic attitude. I think reverberates an apathy amongst the people because what they believe in is that. And we don't offer the other platform in a positive light. It's sort of as just like we've been talking about on the air tonight, I've been listening to uh, a compendium of what we had despite the fatalism, but it's not a real alternative to them. There's nothing being done with it, but I think our focus on this constant approach to the destruction of the white man's society creates a nihilistic or builds on the nihilism within the community, and that's why the brothers that talk about the dark side, which has that real nihilistic energy and actually has power in fatalism, is attractive to certain people in the community. I'm not knocking those brothers just dealing with that science or whatever they want to deal with. But I'm trying to explain to the people how this fatalistic attitude 
regarding the white man's narrative reverberates in our people because they're so in tune to that narrative. And I just wanted to see if that sort of um, gave people an answer as to why when you go home, there are so many problems and so much conflict amongst us is because we have this fatalistic attitude towards life based on the destruction of the white man and his thing crushing. But within that crushing is also those people's narrative because they haven't constructed, they haven't reconstructed Kemet or any of the ancient peoples in the new narrative to give their self or their eye or their identity a path and a progress. So uh, it was just a comment and a thinking upon that. I was just wanting to see if some of the brothers had an answer or input. That's why I said when somebody sure. babbling, just ask them, what should we do? Like, if I don't really, like, you said the perfect word, reconstruction. Like, I, I'm I'm into the reconstruction era. Like, it's well, the stuff. It, well, well, regarding you, brethren, I, I, I brought out a proposal I wrote way back in about um, 2002. I wrote this proposal, and it was called The Proposal for the People of the Societies of the, of the Nations of the Mexican and Kush. Because I, I, I figured that everybody would agree on there was an Mexican and Kush, and there was nations in this thing called a Mexican Kush. And then our first objective was to develop a mission statement um, similar to the stance that we the people for the society for the uh, Mexican Kush do hereby declare and decree that. And I never wrote anything after that. That was for us to decide. And then we would set um, consider, um, considerations and uh, approval for people who would constitute and compose the society. And everybody would have their stamps and their embosser and their family seal. And then we would move to create a seal for the overall society. And we would establish an order. And then we create a seal for that order and, and stipulations justifying the use of that seal in concert with members of the society. The order would be composed of five councils. The five councils would be established and limited to a certain jurisdiction. And I have all this um, broken down way in detail, but I don't want to go into it because of time. The five councils had a treasury, uh, information, arts and sciences. The treasury included businesses and finances. The information included library and records, arts and science, graphics, architecture, all these things. The secretary of records was for business forms. And then we had... The main thing was the fifth council was the elders, which was composed of one or two of the members of each of the other councils. And they had guidance over all the other councils, and they controlled the order and the major seal. And this is something I did in 2002, just having a plan to come in and try and organize all the different communities where similar to I saw the way that we call the Eurasian came in and set up a council and established and declared to the world that this nation would proceed by these orders. And um, in terms of writing a proposal, I should think that all these people within the different nations submit, should submit a perspective for a certain order like this as the first maybe um, platform to the symposium 
of um, 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 symmetry and order that we were talking about earlier, the symposium yes. for unity. So maybe we mm-hmm. should reach out that every group should submit a perspective for their form of order, which would start uh, argument about unity and how to merge these different perspectives from the different nations and people within the community. So I thought to throw that out there is something that could start an actual movement towards that conversation. And another thing I wanted to ask is um, I had this other idea in terms of to counteract the Android meme and what's going on with this high-tech movement that low-tech defeats high-tech every time. And there's always a low-tech intervention on any high-tech thing they use. You know, you can use FOIL to defeat radar. You can ask anybody that's in the smuggling game. It's always a low-tech invention to defeat high-tech. So I had an idea that we should use these small towns and create our own boom towns. And I'll give you an uh, example of what I'm talking about. We go to a town that's primary black that has nothing popping, and we rent out our hall there, and we bring our community there. We set up our artists there. We bring our promotions there, and we start our own type of music, cultural fest in some town that has nothing going on, and it's mainly black, and it's in a, a part of Alabama, Georgia, Kentucky, Virginia, I don't care, Detroit, wherever. And nothing's going on, and it's off the map. It's not a major city. And we create like they did with the Southwest Music Festival, like these towns that set up a prison for we go in there with nothing, and we make that a boom town, but a low-tech boom town where we're going to go and spend our money there. We're going to go and set up shop and make that, that event and, and make small-town things happen where black communities have nothing going on. And I'm not knocking New York. And I love New York because I'm coming there and I'm going to do a lecture there. But I'm saying the same vibe that's going there. You say we need to take that on the road. We can't keep taking that to Atlanta, Los Angeles, um, Miami. We can't take that to major cities. You understand what I'm saying? So that would be another thing we could do to defeat the high-tech program they got and build up our own communities again and actually counteract. But now I'm going to let it go because I'm being brother long-winded. Brother Buddha, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes. No doubt. I I definitely want to applaud you for uh, presenting that idea and just to show how um, aligned our thoughts are, that's exactly what I'll be bringing up in the presentation when I speak about the boom towns that are rising up, but I'm also going to speak about the idea of startup communities. There's a European that goes by the name of Brad Feld, B-R-A-D-F-E-L-D. He's put out multiple uh, publications about building up startup communities. Kansas is uh one of the um I one of the um I uh incubated towns, right. It's incubated town that Google went and created Google Fiber, which is a network that um the uh, internet is ten times faster than it is anywhere around the world and whatnot. So they created a s they, they went and took over a small town 
put the fiber, line the whole town with fiber. Now you have these different people moving in, incubators, accelerators, and things of that nature. Um, we already know, sorry. That's what I'm trying to tell my people, yeah. and I'm right with you. We need to get okay. on making our small towns boom towns. So, no, boom, that's, but yeah, now yeah. you are right with this time. Yes, and I'm going to show them certain towns that are very, very affordable to move into right now that we could go ahead and take, like you said, go to collectively, create what you, like you said, the the South by Southwest, create music fest, create gatherings, create um, synchronicity and similarity conferences and things of that nature and get this whole thing go. That's what they did with Eatonton, Georgia, if I'm correct, with Dr. York. You know, Marcus, they don't understand what we're going to do in Boomtown. There's, there's different tax laws. There's different all type of obligations and um. And um, benefits but, we can take advantage of that don't exist in other yeah. big cities. But there's, by showing the family, there's all different type of things, and these people know that, but our people don't understand that. And we can go well, through our towns that are dying. You know what I'm saying? People say Black Wall Street. We can have an event that we did the like Black. We have Woodstock. They can go where Black Wall Street breaks down, and we can have Black Wall Street again right over there, and just have a concert and an event. We have been, and quit talking about Black Wall Street and just have a Black Wall Street over there for them black people that's still there, that really were in Black Wall Street, that's in convalescing homes now and losing land and dying and really suffering and quit using them as rhetoric to advance an argument about something that was there. And these are the ideas I have that are, that are, 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 are viable to me. They're not just um, mythos or plans off in the ether. And, I, you know, when I deal with the people, I come from where I was really doing work. You know I mean? I was really in the classroom. Uh, I was I was doing work. At the same time, I was in the streets, but I was really, you know, I gave up things to Babylon. I, I kind of sacrificed things in my life. I sacrificed my son, all type of things, you know what I mean, that happened, that I chose, and now I'm here. And when people talk about doing work, I'm one of the people that's always been on the front line for do work. So when I come with an idea, it don't come from books and um, going to the library. It comes from, well, I've been in the classroom, I've been in the school system, I've been in the courtroom. Every paperwork anymore can tell you about I filed in front of a judge. I done filed contempt of court on judge in my own court and had the judge fine and sued the judge, I done sued the sheriff's department, I done went to war with the FBI using Morris Law, all type of thing, man. So when people talk, they sometimes they talk from theory, and I know this, and I'm talking from experience. So when I say these things, I'm, I'm with the business, basically I can say it that way. Order. But last thing I want to introduce to people on different things, like to know it. Me there with the elder, um, Spice, Dr. Spice from Jamaica, Elder Mind, and um, him produced cane juice for the body. And el- earlier, everybody was talking about the health of the body. And we want to give Dr. Spice a, um, an introduction to um, KTL Radio and just give him um, about a one minute of your time. Dr. Spice, please talk to everybody in there and make them know say you're there. And a real thing go on. You understand? You don't know this part of me. Yes, Reginero. Yes, yes, bless up. Yes, yes. I've been here. Yes, in greetings, my brother. Yes, I greetings, brother. Yes. Welcome to the platform. 
Yes, I give a thanks again. Bless it. Still the life, you know. Greetings yes, sugar cane is a form of energy. Yes, I, yes, I, yes, I. It's a fuel, so, yes. And I heard the item speaking in many different ways. And I heard another I said some people knows about lots of different things in life that make the world roll, you know. So I am yes. a little bit about sugarcane and other produce. And I heard that consciousness is a major part of human thinking. So I think sugarcane would help human to think very nice. This is my contribution to the world. And I've been there ever since Bob Marley was there. And I have feed them with a lot of energy food too. And I help to keep the culture of the Mali culture since we were there in the Mali days. So I still decide to share the same type of love with the nation as my brother Bob Mali was sharing. So I come yes, to just say that I represent the same loving contract that my brother Bob was carrying and I am here to represent myself to represent my brother. So to meet the item, I will be there more and more times the year for my Dr. Spice, and I will bring a lot of energy to this community. That's the fire. Yes, indeed, brother. That's the fire. We definitely yeah, man, home. Yeah, my give man. the elder Rastar talk, star, because, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Give me enough sugar cane, fresh, fresh juice, and keep me energy up, and we just want to make people know, say, you know, me there with the elder herbs, man, every day, and, you know, things really are set in, so we really do the work. Yes. Is, is, is you understand? You see what I say? So we can go back to the other conversation, but we just have to give them a shout for make the people know, say, works really are going around here, so. Yes, indeed. Shout out to the elder. And, um, you know, we need to have something in the very future to bring him forward with his information. Oh, yeah. Him will come on and give everybody a roots wine recipe where you can boil your own roots. He'll teach you how to make molasses out of cane juice without boiling it. Y'all hear me now? You'll make your own sugar without cane juice without boiling it down. Yeah, man, yeah, man, all type of thing. Be, you have energy and look young yes. forever. Trust me, Star. Let me say this. Family, if you're listening on the computer, you have to call in right now, 347-637-2135. Call in now. All right, you got about two minutes or a minute and a half remaining to the live stream. You can continue with us on your phone at the number 347-637-2135. 347-637-2135. Six three seven two one three five. Okay, let me um open up some more lines. You can stay with us, Buddha. Let's go to the seven one eight five seven six. Yes, indeed. You know, I go back up yes, the indeed. Yeah. Brother Urias, is that true? Peace. Brother Urias. All right. I'm going to have to come back to Brother Urias. Let's go to uh, the 901-864. Call of peace. Hello. Greetings. Peace. Man, I did not know exactly all what Buddha Clinks was about. My goodness, man. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, that's extensive. Oh, no, man, we have some other things, too, yeah. Like, we are giving people a little thing right now. We have this thing, right? 
Um, what's the difference between champagne and sparkling wine? <laughs> Alcohol. No. I don't know. Bubbles? Champagne? They are the same, the same fucking thing, man. <laughs> they are the same thing, okay. yeah. No, man. Serious now. People don't understand this. There's a place in France that some white people say, some Europeans, some, you know I'm saying, some Eurasians, as you call them, them say, this place here, me, I named Champagne. And we'll make a law say that anything named Champagne have to come from this region, yeah, so. So, anything else is sparkling wine, even if it tastes better than Champagne. But because we set mm. the brand for Champagne, guess what? No, a Champagne is. Now, we talk about hip-hop, and hip-hop is a style. They converted hip-hop is a style. Well, hip-hop should be a Champagne. Mm. Do you understand what me I say? You shouldn't be able to do hip-hop if it's not a champagne. Because we should have set the laws as the people in the community that created hip-hop if we really created this culture and carved out our space to use these records to rebend ourselves within the net linear narrative into a new confirmation of being and have a culture, then we should be the ones that say, that's hip-hop. You understand what I'm right. saying? But then people say hip-hop is rap and this and this and that. But you can't say champagne is sparkling wine. You understand what I'm saying? And that's the difference between the way these people think and set up things and have a, a certain way of logic. You understand what I'm saying? Even when they were building early and they were talking about the hackers and how you can't, nothing is secure, but that's because we're in contrapositive reasoning and everything goes both ways. It goes positive and negative both ways, and you can't secure it. And that's the form of reasoning that the computer is the manifestation of, and they know that. So all you have to do is hack at one form of the logarithm, and people don't just know that when we say logarithm, we really don't explain that it's a dynamic of, of exponentials where there's a mathematics within the exponential being raised to a log, and what the log becomes is a balance where the same ratio is is repeated despite the exponents being exponentially um, multiplied upon itself, which means that it 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 gosh, it's hard to say because when you say exponential, people think it means it doubles. No, <laughs> it means it 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 multiplies upon the number that's doubled itself each time. So when you get two. You get four. When you get four, you get 16, you get 16, and so right, on, so right. on, so on. That's exponential mathematics. Well, when they do that with the logarithm, that exponential log manifests the same essential ratio throughout, which creates a balance where they can create a mathematics within exponential logic, which gives them the E equation. So when we start explaining all this stuff to the people, we just can't just say logarithm run the world. You understand? We got to really explain and teach them how the logarithm works so that when they go to a mathematics class, they know that the logarithm is nothing to learn and they're not intimidated about it. You understand what I mean? And this is what I used to do when I was teaching in school and why I had such successful students because I made all these things our science. But without saying... Oh, yeah, the ancient Egyptians had this. And the ancient, well, the ancient Egyptians had this. Sit down and do a math problem. Sit down and and write a decent equation and demonstrate what the ancient Egyptians had. 
and demonstrated in linear mathematics and linear thinking. And you're not going to be able to do that. And, and that's my right. point, because when y'all keep talking about the world of tones, y'all keep reappropriating the way y'all misconstrued the narrative you were given to think about this thing you call I that you're trying to preserve and find the sense of self in that's collapsing in the face of what's called the android me, which is the dominance of the linear form of thinking manifested in the computer. Which when we get in, that's, that, that's, just higher, that's just higher mathematics and higher thinking, but I'm not limited to that, God. Like, I'm more interested. Yeah, what can we do for the people? Let's set up this council. Let's write these things. Let's set our stamps. Let's set our seals. And let's use this science that we all know and have to to just build our world and get off this fatalism because we can't keep talking about fatalism and build. That's contrapositive in the sense that it's going to destroy people don't un- that, that don't understand that form of reasoning because our people are not in the contrapositive reasoning. They're still in what I call um, contrary form of reasoning where they're using positive negative. They think, you know, they got to have the white man as the devil to make a a narrative to turn whatever story they're telling. So if you're a Hebrew Israelite, the white man's the devil. If you are a Kemetian nigga, the white man's the devil. If you are a Muslim, the white man's the devil. He ain't even shaitan no more. He's still the Christian Mm. concept of the devil because you need this contrary form of reasoning to perform your narrative and and then structure or restructure a historical narrative. And then, and this is no offense to the brothers that's using the scientific method, but I'll tell them that scientific method is only their form of trying to take the narrative away from a spiritual story and tell a story based on what they call the nature and the natural world and tie you into a story of animals, what they call evolution, and I'm not going to get into a debate about it, but just explain the whole narrative, that they're just restructuring their narrative from a religious narrative to a science narrative where they try and take mathematics to justify a narrative story because they're still structured in the sense of having to think of the eye in a verbal structure versus an object that it has to unify itself with, where there's an active separation in the language. And that's the deeper science that I'm going to talk about when I actually get into the class and explain how the the sentence works in the English language. And it's actually um, a detriment to the black mind when it doesn't understand it. But when the black mind understands it, it becomes the most powerful tool that you have. And they call it rhetoric. But rhetoric is all you have. Even computer code is rhetoric. It's who's, if you're hacking, it's rhetoric. All language, all structure of this reality is based on uh, rhetoric in terms of rhetoric being defined as. When you go to the ultimate school in rhetoric, the actual definition of rhetoric is everything that can be used to convince you of a point. Now, the point could be anything you 
convince them to focus on. So if you can convince them to focus on white supremacy, for instance, you're going to create a binary dynamic around white supremacy to make that a point of interest. So there has to be a negative aspect to white supremacy and a so-called professing aspect of a concept called white supremacy. And this is how the nature of language and structure of thought works in this society. And when we understand this, we do what we call stand in the, um, in the zero point and the point of unity between language because our DNA has encoded the world of tones and the structure and the way we represent the sentence. So anywhere the sentence goes amongst black people, that are really in tune with their melanin, the sentence bounces and becomes what they call a pigeon or a patois. But really, it's not a pigeon or a patois. It's your innate nature to bounce the rhythm of the linear sentence and, and syncopate it like jazz. So you talk with a certain jazz, no matter what mm. what category of black you're, you are, that's interposed with the linear sentence, and then they call that a pigeon, and then they use that to structure what they say is an ignorant thought. But anybody that tells you that they can speak pigeon actually knows the structure of the language they speak very well. They just were never taught the dynamics of the case. But to bend the language into the rhythms that they bend it to, they have to understand it. That's why you had what they called the dumb house niggas that they thought they could speak around because they were speaking in rhythm and tones that's innate to them, but they understood the most proper English and right. were very mm-hmm. versed in the most proper English without ever reading a book. And I can tell you that from chilling with Dr. Spice, who never went to any school, never had any education, never graduated anything. And the man that tell him one day, him go to court. And the judge say, they have some allegations against you. And the man that say, yo, I don't know what allegations is. All I know is if I did something or I didn't do something. And you say allegations, that don't make no sense. He said I did something. This man didn't know for coming to court to say who's the direct witness and who has firsthand knowledge of the crime, and you don't have no you don't have no firsthand knowledge of the crime, and you are a corporation. The man that said me don't know the word allegation, and that don't make no sense. Where are the people that say I did something? Is that and the people now come in the court and just what the judge say, go on by your business, and 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 that dismissed. Is that common? I mean, no third man there say that no all the science of the law, and the man is coming out of court, and the man that say allegation, the man that say not guilty, <laughs> and start the case for himself. <laughs> so you see what me I say about this thing, yeah, so man, when we are with the people we right now, so it's a different thing, man. So yeah, when I'm glad you came on and said, you know, you didn't realize the bill was that deep. But yeah, man, the thing is way deeper, star for for real. All right. Well, thank you. Indeed. No, nah, man. Thank you, man. Thank the people. And I'm sorry for being brother long-winded, but it's just 
They feel a joy, man, tonight. Hey, call a peace. Peace. Okay. Let's go holler at our brother from the 410-595-410-595. Peace. Peace, Lord. Pills, Buddha, the uh, the young brother, I didn't get his name, that came on and really sparked me, man. You know? Um, I have a, I don't want to really jump away from the topic, but I have something I want to share with y'all. But I'm going to elaborate on some things that I heard one of the pills say. You know, I still have trouble uh, differentiating between y'all's voices, so I don't know whether it was red or blue. Um, Earlier this 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 month, I uh, went through some of the Malcolm X archives, you know, because I don't have his speeches memorized, and every time I listen to him, I get something new. And um, he made a comment that really provoked some thought for me to dwell on for a while, and it, I think it speaks to uh, what was said earlier to some degree. All right, um, the American black man, or the more the Asiatic, the Melanite, or whatever term you subscribe to. Okay, you know who I'm talking about, us. Um, Malcolm X said that the African in just nine years has ousted, it only took them nine years to oust the European from their um, domain, and I forget which country he was referencing, but for, for the sake of the point, that's not even important. Um People do, and they compare themselves to other, here in this country, compare themselves to uh, other peoples, other nations and tribes of Melanite, you know, original stock that were oppressed and, and were colonized and how they overcame it. And they point at each other here in, in our country, in, in our territory, and they're like, yeah, man, well, we can do it. They did it. We can do it. But people fail when they when they when they make that distinction. You know why is it that they can oust them here and we can't get ourselves together? I think that's the idea that I'm pointing to. It has been uh, what we have been subjected to. Apart from the rest of the original people on the planet, is they still had their history. They still had their culture, their monuments. They still had a lot of what was theirs before the European came and started tampering with things. So they had something solid to unify themselves with and uh, upon. Whereas here, we still have something solid, you know, one common enemy, one common oppressor, but that evidently is not enough, okay? I mean, it should be...